0: Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Finks. And we're back, man. Episode 173. Yes, sir. All right, let's get right into it. First of all, I want to send a shout out to the Spelling Bee champion. Uh, her name is... Zayla avant Zayla Avant-Garde. Mm-hmm. Uh, also holds three Guinness World Records. Um, Zayla Avant-Garde made history Thursday as the first African-American to win the Scripps National Spelling Bee. The word... She spelled correctly. to win was Maria. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Anyways, <laughs> which is a genius mm-hmm. of a tropical uh, Asiatic, uh, I, yeah, I see, I see a tick and Australian trees. Her Victorian during her victory during the final round also means she is the first black champion since Jody Ann Maxwell in nineteen ninety eight. Lisa Dossingen's uh, reports on her life and accomplishments yeah, I just want to take out this time to recognize this milestone. Yeah. Um, And people will be like, why does everything have to deal with race? Everything Mm -hmm. is about race. I think we should acknowledge milestones. I think this is dope. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think this is something that is... uh, um, We only represent 13% of this country. It's almost like, for example, when there's the first of anything, there's a bunch of people who get behind it. Like... um, uh, Mark Sanchez he used to be quarterback for the Jets. Yeah, Mark Sanchez is Mexican, and he was the first. I think it was I don't know if he was the first. He wasn't the first starting Mexican quarterback because Jeff Garcia is Mexican also. Hmm. But when you only have only so many people who look like you that play professional sports or are in any other business, I think it's dope. Yeah, I, I think it sure. should be celebrated, mm-hmm. man. Because if if it's like the NFL is predominantly black. So if you if you're like Pacific Islander or, or if you're Japanese, like that's a big deal.
1: Yeah. Just like the whole Jeremy Lin thing. You right. know, he was kinda like set certain milestones, Yao Ming. Um, I think I think there's nothing wrong with recognizing something that is not abnormal in the sense that it's weird, but not not the norm. You know, we don't right. see too many uh black people in those spelling bees and definitely not black women, so or black girls. So I think it's uh it's amazing and and not to mention she's just like, she's she's what fourteen years old um in like six seven eight years who knows knows? where she'll be like she's great at basketball she got Guinness World Records she freaking riding a tri uh riding a unicycle while dribbling a basketball like she could she could do anything she put her mind to so it's crazy um and not to make like sadness situation but. Seeing her workout kind of reminded me of uh, uh, Gianni and how, you know, or Gigi, how we were, uh, you know, so excited to, you know, see what she could potentially do. Like, I think, uh, you know, seeing some of these younger uh, girls playing basketball and, you know, doing different things on social media, um, it kind of makes me excited for what the future of, you know, professional women's basketball holds. So, yeah. Definitely, man. Shout out
0: to her. I mean, speaking of the whole, you know, Asian-Americans in the NBA or or the sports in general, like there's a lot of Asian people that really don't get the shine. Like her, she's Filipino, I believe. Oh, I didn't she, know that. Yeah, she's black and Filipino. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is Filipino. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think they had like this whole conversation. Um, I think Jeremy Lin was on a conversation, too. Mm-hmm. I and mean, You have like the Yao Ming's of the world. Um, uh, uh, what's another one uh, Jun Tao Jun Tao was on there mm-hmm. Naomi Os- Osaka you, you totally missed that joke what I said Jun Tao who's that uh, from Rush Hour
1: oh <laughs> that's <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: was like yeah Jun Tao yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah he's a good basketball player I remember him <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man yeah, but oh, yeah, man, funny.
0: shout out to her and mm-hmm. um, hopefully she'll create some more milestones. Yeah, I'm here to um, love to see it. All right. Uh, switching gears. Um, you must be a lucky man syndrome. And this may not make a lot of sense to people. You know, it'd be funny. You'd huh? be if like, you'd, be, you'd be creating like scientific terms. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I do. It's not like a real thing. Look, here's the thing. Everything that is created. Came from someone's brain. <laughs> every every single object and thing that was created in this world started mm. in someone's brain. Yeah. So facts. what I, what I don't like to do is discredit myself when I come up with some shit. Yeah. But sometimes I'll be like, wait, no, nah, that's corny. I can't. <laughs> I can't fuck with that. But with this one, I really, I I really, I really think (laughs) this is a real thing. Let me, let me explain. Mm -hmm. Um, You must be a lucky man syndrome. What I mean by that is this. Yeah. Fellas, I know this has happened to most of the men that listen to this podcast. Um, You might have a girlfriend that's, you know, she has big breasts or she has a nice butt or she's just sexually attractive. Right. Mm hmm. And let's say you go out to some establishment somewhere and you see somebody that, you know, that's like a distant friend or old associate or somebody you knew in college, but you don't know him that great. And you're with your girl and, a, and the guy approaches you and uh, you introduce him to your wife or your girlfriend and they are and like, wow, you must be a lucky man. That is a fucking that is a just a weird thing to say. Here's the male translation you must be a lucky man. Basically, it means I want to fuck your wife. Yeah, that, that, That's what it means. Yeah. It's really strange. For one, you're saying I'm a lucky man from what what metric are you using to determine that? Mm-hmm. Are you basically saying I'm a lucky man because my girlfriend is sexually attractive? Is that the only metric that you're using? Mm-hmm. What if she's lucky to have me? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's just a weird thing to say. And it's it's a backhanded... A backhanded compliment that kind of reduces you as a man and lifts her up and also lets you know that you want to fuck my wife. Yeah, it's a subtext. It's a it's a mm-hmm. subtext. It's mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. Here's another one, folks. Fellas, how many times have you been to like a barbecue or some type of, you know, event or a party and you're there with your girlfriend and a person that you don't even know that well that's coming up talking to you and they're cracking all these jokes trying to be the funniest person in the world and they're trying to make like eye contact with your wife or your girlfriend, and they, they're in the vicinity because they're trying to get her attention. Mm-hmm. They think that you're too stupid to realize it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Truth be told, first of all, we don't know each other that well, so that's a red flag. You should have shook my hand and you should have kept fucking walking, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> you should have kept walking. Keep walking, punk, all right? and mm-hmm. But they'll stick around and do that. At that moment, you have to gauge your wife's or your girlfriend's energy. Like, is she giving this guy energy back? Mm-hmm. If she is, then she wants to fuck him. Yeah. So you got to be careful. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. You know, but if he's actually very funny, like if he's (laughs) genuinely a funny person. Yeah. That's different. I'm going to be laughing along with my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he's trying to make this effort and he won't leave, this is just what men do. It's Mm -hmm. really strange, egotistical behavior that men have. And it's it's, got to stop, man. I think even
1: even worse than those people that do that. Um, intentionally, like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to crack extra jokes or just lingering around. When, exactly. You know, you and your girl might be out eating or something like that right. and they catch you. Um, even worse than that is the people that aren't self-aware enough to know that that's what they're doing. Right. You know, like, you know, in certain, you know how, like, they always make those jokes like when a girl come in the gym or when a girl watching y'all play basketball, right. dude's doing all kind of dribbling and yes. crossing over reverse yes. layups and stuff. So I feel like there's a lot of those guys that don't are are not even aware that they are in those situations, just lingering around or trying to be extra funny. They may be making fun of you, or you know, like you were saying, um, trying to reminisce with you, like, "Hey, remember back in the day when we was, you know, we was kicking it, or we walked to the mall, and this kind of stuff." Is like, bro, this is this is thirty years ago. Why are you even bringing up these same conversations? But I think it is a a, a thing um, that we. You know, as people, you know, trying to be in relationships or people that are in relationships, people that are married, you definitely got to be aware of and uh, nip that in the butt quick because niggas, niggas will, niggas will try to take advantage of those situations. Yeah, they'll try it.
0: They'll try it. Mm-hmm. They end up getting slapped. But <laughs> the thing about it, man, is men, men lead with ego so much they don't realize it. Yeah. Like the thing about it, too, is, is they always want to fuck somebody's girlfriend. Yeah, for sure. And it's weird. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not after somebody's girlfriend, man. And it and was strange too. I remember uh, I got a homegirl, like we just cool, but we was going to the gym together a lot and I wasn't fucking her or anything, but we was just working out a lot and she's pretty attractive and do, do literally like after I left the gym, the next time I came back, he's like, I, I just got a question, man. I, is, is that your girlfriend, bro? Is that your girlfriend? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, nigga. If I'm in here with her, you probably should assume yeah. that I have some type of connection with her. Yeah. Not, not saying that she's my property at all. We're just friends. But at the same time, all the women in the world that exist, and for you to even ask that question, it shows that your ego can't allow you to believe that I'm around a woman that attractive. Yeah, that's facts. And it's fucking strange. Mm-hmm. Like, dog, you don't got to fuck somebody else's girlfriend and get some pussy. That's a lot of girls out. It's here. a lot of women out here, man. Yeah, and I've, I've I'm not gonna lie. I fucked some girl before and didn't really realize she had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, and it it happened. It's, I'm not proud of it, and I'm sure a lot of us have fucked somebody's girlfriend before. Mm-hmm. But the problem with You're that that
1: relationship, pussy, huh?
0: Like I said, I don't think that it's okay <laughs> to do that. It's not okay. Yeah, that relationship, pussy, is not. It's not okay to be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, So people in relationships Are some of the worst Motherfuckers Yeah They still got Miles on them Like they're single Yeah This is not cool man Mm-hmm
1: Yeah but Yeah I think I, 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 that, that are, There is something to that With, with the whole uh, Ego I think a lot of Just Just the way Oh
0: wow Somebody's Loud
1: out there Somebody's in the hallway <laughs> Just the way um, A lot of men think And I think I've been a victim of, of some of this too As far as like Leading with ego Or like Yeah when you just wanna smash every girl in the world. <clears throat> um, Cause you, you see like, it 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 was almost like, and I'm not even sure that day or what, what the scenery looked like in the gym that day when you guys were in there working out. Mm-hmm. But um, I could imagine there's probably, you know, upwards of like 25 people in there. There's probably like, um, Fifteen or so girls, maybe sixteen or something like that, or just probably nine or eight. I mean, fifteen or sixteen men and nine or eight women in there, probably getting the workout in. Right. But for whatever reason, the most attractive girl or the the one that caught his attention was the one that was accompanied by another man. Right. So, like Strange. you said, that's that's straight ego. It's, it's something yeah. about like when we as men see uh, a female. With with another dude, it's all of
0: a sudden she becomes more attractive or something. Yeah, I like don't that. have that problem. I yeah, mean, but a lot of men do have that problem because, mm-hmm. it, like like I mentioned, the, the ego problem. They feel yeah. like somebody else's girlfriend. Like it's almost like yeah, yeah. That's why I fucked your girl. Like it's some weird behavior. Yeah, it's the same thing as women that fuck married men. There mm-hmm. are. It, me. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that there are women that are listening to this podcast right now and you fucked some married men before. Yeah, it's weird, Mm -hmm. but it's it's weird. And there was some uh, I think I seen some chick on TikTok talking about it, like how she messed with a couple married dudes and Uh whatnot. And I'm thinking like, oh, my God, I think it's like some women are so twisted in the head that they think that a married man is like loyal and that he's like attractive because he's a loyal man. But he's not loyal because he's fucking you, stupid. Yeah, that's the opposite of loyalty. It's the opposite of loyalty. <laughs> yeah, you just and it's like here's the saddest thing. This is this is like men leading with ego, trying to fuck people's girls is disgusting. But it is also disgusting for a woman to fuck a married man, and he got a picture of his wife and his three kids on his social media everywhere, and you still fucked him because yeah. you ain't shit. And yeah. it's a gang of y'all to do it. It's yeah. a gang of women to do this shit.
1: Yeah. There'd be girls getting digged down in the office when the dude swipe away. You know, he got the... The the his title right here, right. Uh, his first and last yeah. name or whatever got a stapler and shit. Yeah,
0: he <laughs> got an apple that's going here
1: Yeah, <laughs> the bottle of wine sitting over here, and then a yeah. the picture of his family sitting, staring him right in the face. he just swipe all that off the table yeah. and just set you on there and start. He hit you doggy style on a fax machine. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's nuts, man. But it's happening all over the place. But let's stay on topic here. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to this, though, um, it to me, it's it's strange because there's so many different situations I've been in where I've seen an attractive woman. Like, I have eyes. Everyone has eyes. Yeah. Even the day I was at the gym and this girl walked in, she had a dude. But When she turned around, she had a big old booty. And I was just like, oh, my God. And I stayed away from him mm-hmm. and her. I continued to. My thing is this. I'm not giving any type of, for one, I'm not going to disrespect that guy. He's there with his girlfriend. They're just trying to work out. Mm-hmm. I don't care if she was looking at me or giving me choosing signals or anything. I'm staying away from her. She is off limits. Fellas, you need to understand when women are off limits. I don't, if you, and there, what's sad too, is there are some girls that go with their boyfriend to the gym, but the one time they go by themselves, they got dudes approaching them. Yeah. And those mm-hmm. dudes are regulars in the gym and they know that that girl has a boyfriend. They know it, but they still go after it. Mm-hmm. it it's it's it. After a while, it's a mo- it's a moral problem. <clears throat> mm-hmm. A lot of men are morally bankrupt. Yeah, you know, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not recalibrate. You gotta re. You gotta rethink some of the shit you're doing. Uh huh. Because that karma's gonna be bad. Here here's the karma. If you keep doing this shit and lean with, e- lean with ego and fucking people's girlfriends, you're gonna find the woman of your dreams. She's gonna be awesome. You're gonna love her, and then one day after a long day of work, you're gonna walk in and she's gonna be sucking dick. Yeah. And then at that moment, you're gonna realize how it feels because you did all that shit to all those people, and you thought it was a game. Yeah. And that blow up gonna be worse than your than than the reaction you got when you right. was caught. It'll be worse too, especially if you catch it mid nut. Oh dang. This dude is in the process. He just he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, man. Oh, I didn't know you was oh well, she, well, the cold part of the cold part of be
1: if she uh she told her husband or whatever earlier in the day, like, honey, I'll be back. I'm just going to go get a facial. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> she didn't go to an esthetician. That's for goddamn sure. She went to Tyrone. She did not go to an esthetician.
1: She went to a dicketician.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The funniest thing I seen, I brought it up on a podcast before, mm-hmm. but it was on the show Cheaters. Mm-hmm. And a dude walked in on his wife getting fucked and this dude is hitting it from the back. And then, then like when when the cameras came on and he got busted, the, like the guy that was hitting it from the back, mm-hmm. he didn't even stop. He just slowed his strokes down. <laughs> he's like hey hey what y'all doing in here hey and he's talking while he's still smacking he had his hand on both her ass cheeks stroking from the back and he just starts slowing down and then she was just like bent over like oh my god what are you doing here why did you do this that's wild she was still trying to get her nut like oh my god i can't believe you brought cameras in here oh you're so annoying that was crazy. You know what been hilarious? What did the dude like that was hitting from the back, try to walk away and she like grabbed his wrist? <laughs> oh, man. She I, told in the to post up. When, like, Baby, go get some water. Go get a sandwich when, or something. When when women get busted on that show, like i noticed that women on that show have the least amount of accountability than anybody I've ever fucking seen. They always seen. blame the man. Huh? You were never here. You were never here. No, listen to me. You were never here. You never supported me. I mean, that's not a good excuse. That's not a good explanation for why you had a cock in your fucking mouth when yeah. I came in from a fifteen-hour shift. Well, people don't realize <laughs> those
1: are those are real like uh, flaws in a relationship, right? right? Like right. you you have to spend time with your partner on, on you know on both sides, and work is not an excuse, and exactly. all, uh, all these things are not an excuse. But also, like the there's no justification for like going out and cheating or talking to somebody else. Like right. you should either communicate. Your feelings about that with your partner, uh, or just break up with them and you know, yes. you could you could get, you know, dick all you want to when you're single.
0: That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That that's nuts. And I've seen it so many times when the dudes get busted, they'd be like, Look, 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 look. The men are usually way underprepared. <clears throat> when the men get busted cheating, they say shit like, look, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean this. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Like, you didn't mean to have your... Th- going, you didn't mean to go balls deep in this chick right now? Yeah. You're this don't fucking, mean nothing to me. Yeah, this, this ain't even nothing to me. I love you, girl. I don't love her. And it's like, dog, that's not going to make your girlfriend feel better. Like, oh, see, That's a wild excuse. Yeah, it's a wild excuse. Mm-hmm. Look, this is why the act of cheating is so terrible. The act of cheating is so terrible because... You literally had to, you had to mastermind your way to, dis, to deceive someone. You had to wake It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. You had to wake up in the morning. You had to create a fake place that you were going to or a fake meeting. You had to go buy condoms, but you didn't want to buy it with your debit card. You went and got cash. so okay. So she couldn't <clears throat> track that you were buying condoms with your fucking card you know cuz people that are married have joint accounts mm-hmm. so you can't just you can't just go get a hotel you know you either got to cheat at her place or you got to go to some random or you got to go to your job and it's like this is just ridiculous then you got to set up like i used to be the guy that was um the
1: uh alibi okay like oh i'm hanging out with keith or, i just went to keith's house oh, so i'm my hanging out with God. keith at the whatever you know and it's just like you got to have a whole storyline your storyline gotta be consistent cause they are gonna for sure ask questions yeah. and uh yeah it's just it's just it's very difficult I would much rather spend my time like working on something oh to yeah
0: better my life oh yeah you better spend spending your time building yourself as a man and actually being faithful to women because you gotta realize you made a you made an intentional choice to have a girlfriend or a wife so when you make a decision it's important to you know maintain consistent with that instead mm-hmm. of like, if you want some pussy, I've said it a million times, that's cool. Just don't get in a relationship. Yeah. Because now what's happening is, is like you are mad. It's like, it's almost like a big factory of women being created. Imagine like an assembly line of women who have been lied to and cheated on, and they just going down the assembly line, and they're getting shipped out by Amazon. Right? <laughs> that's what's going on. You got a <laughs> bunch of bad packages from Amazon going out. <laughs> The goddamn Jeff Bezos is tired of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time we get with these women, you know how many women I've took out on dates and they told me just so many dysfunctional things. And they'll be like, yeah, you know, he lied and said that he wasn't cheating on me, but he lived with his baby's mama. And I'm like, first of all, I'm thinking to myself, like, I was just nodding my head like, uh-huh. But I'm thinking like, how could you be that fucking stupid? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I, I don't blame him for getting some pussy on the side because you stupid. <laughs> you, you stupid as fuck. You you allowed it, you stay you stay with a dude that was living with his baby's mama. Of course he's getting that pussy. Yeah, it's convenient. It's convenient. It, he's familiar. He's he's very familiar with that pussy. That pussy is Seven <laughs> Eleven. It's like a convenience store. Honey buns on aisle one. You get a cold beer on aisle two. They are less than twenty five feet away from each other. And he cool. hitting it raw. Yeah, hitting it raw like Mm -hmm. one of those hot dogs that that spin around on a on that hot pan at uh, (laughs) at Seven Eleven. Yeah, they might be sitting there for three weeks. Man, those hot dogs—they'll be on that fucking you. You guys know what I'm talking about—that fucking roller that Mm -hmm. the hot dogs spin around all Mm -hmm. day, dude. Those motherfuckers start getting wrinkled after a while. Yeah, I seen dude. Those hot dogs turn into Morgan Freeman's fingers when Uh, they're fucking. (laughs) (laughs) You know it'd be nasty.
1: Sometimes you'll go in there. And it's not, I don't even want to bring up race or anything into this conversation, Mm -hmm. but sometimes you'll go in there or those type of stores and those type of stores, they'll be selling donuts or, you know, they may have like some chicken or something or some potato wedges behind a little glass uh, window thing. Right. Right, 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 right. And... It be like flies or something floating around in there, Ooh. and the thing that annoys—not the fly itself—that you know flies are everywhere. Mm. You can't really control that. And but protein. the thing that <laughs> the thing that annoys me the most is when the cashiers act like they don't see it. So you'd be like, hey, man, like, let me get one of them, uh, them chimichangas in there. Uh, It'd be fly, bzz, 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 and then they just pick around a fly, and then they'll throw, throw you a little potato wedges in a bag and sell it to you. And I, call I you mean, see they that. don't,
0: look, you got to realize that, and, and this is not a stereotypical thing, but a lot of people that work for 7-Eleven happen to not be, that look like us or be white. They tend to come from <laughs> the Middle East. <laughs> so if they, if they come from a place where there's a lot of stores that are on the street, there are fucking flies everywhere. Yeah. You know, they're not worried about a couple flies getting on your potato wedges. Yeah, that ain't stopping nothing. They see animals hanging up upside down on hooks on the street. God dang. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And some people be like, oh, that was fucking racist, man. That ain't true. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, they, these these markets exist all over the world, buddy. They, they exist <laughs> in Africa and Middle East and China and Japan. America is one of the only places that don't do that shit. Africa got, got the most flies per capita. Oh, my God. They got uh, Africa got 800 flies per uh, for every uh, African. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I knew I knew flies in Africa was bad when they was all over like wild animals. Yeah, the animals tired of them niggas. Yeah, they cohabitate. I seen a lion the most ferocious animal, you know, on this planet. And it was
0: like fifty flies just floating around his it head. A, it ain't even they ain't even it. It the eye or nothing. Yeah. Well, no, mm-hmm. the animals get tired of them. The animals be swinging their ears and trying mm-hmm. to get the flies off. Mm-hmm. Those ain't regular flies, man. Yeah. Those flies, flies. Yeah, those flies is yeah they don't fuck around. Yeah. Um, uh, but what, what the people that don't move is is and I'm not trying to make joke of this. But we've all seen the fucking commercials where it'd be like for only fifteen cents a day. <laughs> You can feed a hungry child. And they got that sad music in the background. Mm-hmm. In the arms
1: of an angel, fly away from here. In the stars. I thought that was for the animals.
0: They do that on the. Oh, uh, that, that is the animals. Yeah, the animals. That is the animals, but it's still a sad song. Yeah. They have. They're having. The, uh, and the, and action. no, hey, wait. And the, for the animals they be having flies on them. Yeah, it'd be like a fucking. It'd be a a, a golden retriever with a horse fly in his mouth. You'd be like, yeah. "Fuck, we need to save that dog." Yeah, we, we gotta, got a three legs and one eye. We definitely need to, we need to rescue that dog to get away mm. from those goddamn flies.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, imagine if that was somebody's ringtone. You just standing in line at the <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <serious. laughs> Dogs out of nowhere I mean, barking you and shit. get a happier
1: uh, ringtone. Yeah, that sound depressing. Yeah, if
0: you don't get your antidepressant phone, the fuck
1: out of here. That's the song I play when I hit it. Doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> Just reminds me of the animals.
0: <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> arms, an <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy is crazy. <laughs> Wow, bro (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where we went with that Yeah yeah. But there's that, man Mm -hmm. Um, To to summarize that whole conversation Is just understand The male translation For what some men are trying to tell you And get away from them Because they simply just want to fuck your wife Do um, do you think that (laughs) happens on the opposite
1: side as well? Like Uh, women doing Uh like, is there a comparable situation for women or uh mm, I quote think, from women? <laughs>
0: I think women are a lot more um, thoughtful and a lot more sneaky. Mm-hmm. So a woman really ain't going to show her hand. Mm-hmm. They're going to give that man choosing signals behind the other woman's back. But here's the problem. Like, women are so... Here's the thing. Women are so, like... Um, their radar is very, very strong. Mm-hmm. It's a lot stronger than men. So if a woman is giving you choosing signals and we don't see it, you'll lead the store somewhere and your girlfriend'll be like, "That girl wanted to fuck you." Mm-hmm. They'll straight up tell you. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, "Hey, that lady in full max, she want to fuck you." And mm-hmm. you'll be like, <laughs> "You crazy?" And they'll be like, "I'm serious. I was about to slap that bitch." You'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it really be like that. Women have a strong radar for when women are trying to hit on their man. Mm-hmm. They do not like it. Yeah, they do not like it at all because you know what it is too. Is women are hyper aware because they have homegirls that be fucking other people's man. Yeah, so they understand like what women be doing when they're trying to move in on another guy. Yeah. So yeah that's crazy yeah that radar is super high mm-hmm. it's super high for all the guys listening that might be married and you got a girlfriend <laughs> um, if you get a chance or you remember you happen to give a fuck leave us a message on our SoundCloud or you can inbox me on Instagram about a time your wife was either jealous or she told you that a woman wanted to fuck you Yeah, because <clears throat> everybody's gonna have that experience yeah <clears throat> yeah there's that um, switching gears, um, the genius of TikTok. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a hypocrite, man. I, I've for like for the past only a few days I've had TikTok. Actually, no, I downloaded TikTok. Yeah, like, a while back. Yeah, but yeah. I never used it. Mm-hmm. I just had TikTok, and I was such a hypocrite. I was like, I don't want to use TikTok. That's bullshit. All they do is dance on there. That's all they do is just do dance videos. I'm 36. I'm not doing dance videos. Yeah. <laughs> That is the sign. That's that's how a person sounds when they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh-huh. And that was me. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> TikTok is an awesome app. I suggest you go download it. Um, what I like about it is the. you, mm-hmm. you need some intention though. Like you, yes. you, need to be doing something. You need to be doing something. Mm-hmm. You need to be a person that has a source of interest before you do it. Yeah. And because I, you know, I, I do content and <clears throat> stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. There's so many things you can learn. And I'm trying to get into apparel also. So there's so many people that are doing the same things as you Mm -hmm. and they know the inner workings of how all these things move. So when you're swiping up, you're seeing a bunch of people either like displaying certain humor that you gravitate to or certain stuff. You could kind of like, I don't say manipulate the algorithm, but the algorithm will send you more things you want to hear. I don't really get very many dance videos. I had a couple of videos of some girls like shaking their booty, mm-hmm. and all you do is hold the screen and then put not interested. Yeah, I have no interest in girls shaking their booty on screen. That does nothing for me. Mm-hmm. I'm only interested in girls shaking their booty with me in my house. That's <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the only time it matters. But yeah. I don't I don't think it's healthy to be looking at that on your phone. Yeah, you use your phone as a tool, not as a a twerk video searching. Uh, phone or app. Like, that's just, that's dumb. But, anyways, yeah. I think the genius of TikTok, one of the best features I've seen is that when you post a video and somebody disagrees with it or they write something, you could respond to that comment with the actual video. Mm-hmm. And I think that that removes it, 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 you could respond in a very nuanced way where you're responding to that comment and it's not just a couple characters. Sc- uh, scribble across the fucking screen mm-hmm. you ever seen people get in facebook arguments and there's like 91 comments there's mm-hmm. like a thread with 91 comments going back and forth and all mad yeah i think tiktok did a good job of eliminating that mm-hmm. because the person who originated the post can respond with videos that is dope yeah i think that's dope mm-hmm. or not even if just for arguments, but for clarification purposes, if the person doesn't get what you said or you wrote or whatever, you could respond and tell them that. And I'm like, oh, that's actually dope, man. Thanks for clarifying. Mm -hmm. So yeah, TikTok is pretty dope, man. Yeah. I think, um, uh,
1: early on I was, I was kind of, I guess I didn't really understand what TikTok was. And then I had, uh, One of my friends, obviously, when when we first heard about TikTok, a lot of it was centered around um, the dance videos, songs going viral, um, you know, just kind of quick, funny videos and stuff like that, that we would see that would be shared on Instagram or or, and stuff. But one of my friends, he was um, at the time he was doing kind of like like kind of crafty stuff as far as like designing different things uh, with his cricket and designing different things um, with wood and whatnot. And he was sharing me like some of the videos that he had seen and they were like how to videos. So I was like, dang, I didn't even know like yeah. this was, this kind of content was on TikTok." um Cause like I said, I was, I was so familiar with it being just kind of the musical dance uh, trendy thing. Yeah. Um, so when I finally downloaded it, I realized that there was a niche for almost, anybody. Yes. You know, if you're a comedian, if you're a musician, Be anything. you know, carpenter. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm seen seeing people, like you said, like people that were <clears> construction <throat> workers, they were showing videos and them, you know, laying yeah. down concrete and all, like just all kind of different stuff. And I was yeah. like, yo, this is, this platform is, is, is amazing. Once you actually get in there and you, yes. and you, like I was saying before, you have an intention as far as what you're trying to do or promote, or, you know, what you're looking for. Um, but like, that that I think that's the most important thing. So for me, for me, when I got on there, um, I was looking at the different musicians because I think uh, in 2020 there were a couple thousand people that had signed record deals off right. of um, off of TikTok. People literally, you know, they playing the guitar. They'll post a song of them singing, uh, singing a cover, singing an original <coughs> song, making a beat, whatever the case may be. And some of these people were going viral with only two posts and signing a record deal within the next week. So all kind of just like crazy outlandish stuff. And obviously those are obviously those are just like the kind of like unicorn situations. But but I was like, for me, it's um, it's cheap attention on TikTok. You know what I mean? So for me, if you look at my TikTok page, I pretty much only post like beats that I made. So I'll just, uh, I'll make a beat and then I'll just make a quick video and then I'll I'll post it and it starts to get traction. Like a couple hundred people are are viewing it and you get, you know, some interaction, you get followers and it's it's easy and it's early enough now to where um, it's not, it's not, it's saturated. It's a lot of people using it, but the algorithms um, currently are, you know, they're in place to where a guy like. Eddie can start his page and, you know, post, um, you know, have his first post this week and still get a lot of traction. But I yeah. know two years from now, three years from now, it's going to be very difficult for somebody yes. that just downloaded TikTok to try yes. to gain a huge following. Same like, as Instagram. Yeah. And I know people personally, I have a friend, she, uh, she does, she draws and she does animation and she has like 30,000 um followers on tiktok and right. she just literally just posts post pictures that she draws and she has like very comical like uh voiceover things with uh animation and stuff like that right so it's like it's just like easy attention to to get if you're doing it the right way if you're like i always say like make sure you're using these social media apps don't let them use you
0: yeah i think that the reason why a lot of these um These uh, Instagram, like whether it be fitness influencers or whatnot, the reason why they have huge followings is because they've stood the test of time. I remember these people when they were first starting out. I actually was followed by some of these people, but then they obviously got big and unfollowed me. But (laughs) yeah. Um, When you, if you were on Instagram, I'm going to say, what did it start? Like 2013. Mm -hmm. 14 somewhere in there yeah so if you were on instagram i say about um, seven years ago Mm -hmm. and you started out like a a fitness influencing page your shit's popping now but if you start a fitness influencer page now your shit ain't going nowhere Mm -hmm. it ain't going nowhere you would have to in order for your your in order for your following to grow significantly you would need to be able, you would have to bounce it from different platforms. Like you would have to have a, a YouTube channel that was growing at the same time, have a TikTok at the same time, an Instagram, and these followings bounce off each other. You start having more people gravitating to your other platforms. Mm-hmm. That, that's my goal with TikTok. I feel like I could put up decent content, you know, and especially with us, you know, elevating this content and we could share it in different places. That's how you grow a real organic following. Yeah. So that's going to be dope. That's going to be really interesting. I'm definitely planning on putting some more TikTok videos up. Make sure you follow me Follow me on TikTok at a truckers mind. It is the exact same name as my Instagram. Mm-hmm. I just actually, the video I posted was a screen grab of, I was scrolling through YouTube and I'm not YouTube, but uh, through Facebook mm-hmm. and uh, a fucking Amazon ad popped up mm-hmm. and it was a doll and it was called Jose, a Hispanic puppet doll. I'm like, yo, why? Like, what is Amazon trying to sell? Yeah. <laughs> it's a Hispanic. The name of the, the the puppet is Jose. Yeah. I'm like, yo, Amazon, you wildin', yo. You and Bezos need to go sit down somewhere. That's cultural appropriation. Yeah. And then what's funny is when you click on the puppet, it says Jose, the Hispanic hand puppet. When you swipe over, it just show like a white kid with the doll in his hand. I was like, yeah, yo, that's weird. Yo, this is hilarious. So I put that up there And then somebody is like Yo please buy it Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh man But yeah that shit is crazy man mm-hmm. Got, We're gonna have a lot of Interesting fun TikToks Coming on the Truckers Mind podcast On TikTok Follow me on there Follow Keith on there What's your username Keith? Uh, K Fings. It's the same yeah. username For him too mm-hmm. Keith is just you know producing beats um just being his typical boring self so <laughs> I mean, check him out see what he's got going on <laughs> he might sprinkle some flies in there for more uh, <laughs> more interaction <laughs> engagement <clears throat> yeah dude flies gotta be flies gotta be one of the biggest new like nuisances like when oh for sure oh my god
1: Fly, especially <clears throat> especially in the summertime when it's hot <clears throat> you know you're you already like sweating whatnot and a fly land on you it's like the worst feeling you the, have. the
0: worst feeling for me is not when they land on you it's like when they're near you and you don't hear yeah and then like you can feel it when it's getting closer yeah you're like oh this my god sound.
1: i think even worse than landing on you is when you swipe it away and it, it just like like low-key like floyd mayweather dodges your swipe and then just lands on you
0: again when they like floyd mayweather you and then they can't read at the same time it's like i was uh 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 like dang this is an illiterate fly what the fuck is going on here (laughs) (laughs) oh man like this fly is so illiterate (laughs) Oh, this fly cause. go to this fly go to West High School. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. <clears throat> I'm kidding. That's funny. Yeah. But there's that man. Um switching gears. Um Oh, this is something that a lot of people may not like to hear, but just hear us out. Um a woman is not always the prize by default. Yeah. You know, a lot of I hear a lot of women say, like, the woman is the prize. I treat me like a princess. The woman is the prize. The woman is not always the prize. I don't give a fuck what society tries to tell you. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is, is that people bring different value to the relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: let me give you a scenario to, to, for, to clarify what I mean by that. Let's say, for example, you got a single guy. Let's say he's, I don't know, 31, 32 years old. He's got a decent job. He's got no kids. Um, you know funny dude good personality you know and let's say he meets uh, a woman she's got two kids um, Mm -hmm. had some bad relationships where men either were physically or verbally abusive um, doesn't have the most money right now um, and whatnot. and you guys meet up Mm -hmm. and you get with her you like her and stuff but hear me out her two kids you've taken her kids in like your own um, you love her, you're nurturing, you help her through whatever problems she has. Ask yourself at that moment, who is the prize in the relationship? Yeah. Think about that. Mm-hmm. You, you, a lot of women, a lot of you women are lucky to be with us. Mm-hmm. You're lucky that you got a good man because of them other fucked up ones you had. And then that guy came along, he treats your kids with respect. He's a decent human being. Um, he respects you. He's loyal. He's mm-hmm. not running out chasing pussy behind your back. Yeah. A lot of y'all are lucky to have a dude like that, mm-hmm. and that dude is the prize, not you. Yeah. So let me give you another scenario. It could be a. It could be a guy that's got multiple babies, mamas. He probably just got out of jail. He's looking for a job. Things ain't going great. He meets this great nurturing woman. She's very nice, very kind, non-judgmental. She helps him get on his feet, you know, and helps him get a job and all these things. She is the prize. Yeah, you get what I'm saying, Maya she, Moore. Yeah, she, there you go. <laughs> she would be the prize. Mm-hmm. So we need to stop this shit where women are just the the uh, women are just the the prize by <laughs> default. Mm-hmm. That ain't how it works. That ain't how it works, sis. I
1: think one thing you got to do too is like um, look at these women's exes. Yeah, you know, like you said, as far as like it was did their last boyfriend cheat on them? Right. Was their last boyfriend just you know not not uh, you know successful by you know American dream standards? Right. Just kind of a, a regular guy out here floating through life. Right. Um, you know, mental health not really in order, mm-hmm. um, and just. Not that you need to like compare yourself to, to exes, but, but you know, that's just something that we do by nature. Yeah, We're I'm just way, I'm
0: way better than that guy. Yeah.
1: Just look at just on a just just your life score. With, yes. You know, just your you know, your your basic um fundamental things that people want in life. Like how yes. do you stack up against these people? Oh yeah. Um, and then you you start to see like,
0: uh all these all your exes was trash. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. it's like you're not trying to judge yourself against the guy, but Mm -hmm. you're like thinking like, okay, well, uh, I mean, look, we do this by nature. This is what we do. we like, look, I'm more physically uh, appealing than this guy. Mm -hmm. I'm taller than this guy. I'm evidently smarter than this guy. Yeah. I take better care of his kids than he takes care of his (laughs) his own. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know about the bedroom thing, but I I would assume that my sexual um, my sexual relations are better. (laughs) Um. (laughs) so it's like i'm way better than all the motherfuckers you ever been with yeah i'm and and the thing about it is when you're a man that worked on himself and is still working on himself and you're doing decent and you treat her with respect and things of that nature and you and and by the stories that she has told you about her past you kind of come up with this idea like look i care about her i think she's awesome But, yeah, she's lucky to be with a guy like me. (laughs) And I'm just keeping it. I think it's important for men to have this type of value. Don't get caught up and be brainwashed by society to believe that every woman that you date is a prize. Mm -hmm. How many women have you dated that wasn't shit? How many women have you dated that cheated on you or lied to you or just wasn't no good from the jump? Mm -hmm. Right. And each each time that it happened, she was never the fucking prize. She Mm -hmm. was an experience. Yeah, she was, you know, she was not something that you needed to stick stick around, you know, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. truth be told, when you build yourself up as a man and you get with a woman and she has a bunch of shit going on because a lot of women have a lot of. And here's another thing, too, that I didn't talk about because I want to jump around. But when you get with a woman with kids, that's not a burden. Like a lot of women have kids. that's not a problem. It's the other dude's energy you got to deal with. Yeah. So I also have to take on another man's energy. Not only am I taking on his children, but I'm taking on his energy. If he's a shit father, I got to take on his shit energy being a shit father. Mm -hmm. If he's a good father, that's dope. But I still got to deal with the fact that another man is around. Yeah, picking up kids. Picking up kids, all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like ladies, you need to you need to consider this shit before you be like, I'm the prize. Mm-hmm. Think about all the shit men have to deal with. Yeah. It's a lot. And it, your history as far as yeah. like
1: you know threesomes and one night stands you never and all know. this all this you know those hidden stories or skeletons in your closet oh yeah there's a mm-hmm. lot there's a
0: lot women women got some crazy stories like i went to cancun i had a lot of fun and like i woke up with two guys and it was a lot of fun yeah and if they tell you that nonchalantly you'd be like pack your bags and get the fuck yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think I would never want to judge somebody for what they've done in their past, mm-hmm. but I just think it's some shit that if you know, it's too bad, just don't tell me. Yeah. I just don't tell me. Don't, no, I don't want to know. <laughs> like if, if you got a history, like, you know, I did sleep with five guys at once. I'd be like, yeah, we can't. Uh, yeah. Justify it quick too. Yeah. Like it was a moment
1: in my life. I was just discovering myself. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that now that I, was, I found a man. <laughs> I was watching
0: the dick Discovery Channel. <laughs> I was why wa- I was watching Dickolodian. Dick 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 oh, <laughs> oh, I was watching Dick at night. Oh, oh man, that's crazy. He's like, uh, will you be there for? I'll be there in a dick of time. Oh, Dick-tok. oh, instead of tick tock, they download dick <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Oh man, like, yo, with nobody, like we're not stupid here. We're not, yeah. st- we're not, we, we don't. I, I know that women are human, they got a, they got a peppered past for sure. And I, and my thing, especially being 36 years old. I'm not, I'm not eligible for the fucking Virgin Mary. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there's no way, shape or form. I'm going to shame a woman for her sexual past. My only hope is that it's a regular sexual past. Yeah. If you had a pair where you were fucking some guys, that's fine. Like that's normal. That's before me. But if you got a pass for you fucking seven guys at once, ugh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you're you're right. Everyone has a past. Just don't try. The thing that annoys me is when they try to justify it. The wild shit. Yeah. The extra wild shit. Mm -hmm. I just got out of a breakup and, you know, I just this is like like stop trying to like paint a narrative about you having the desire to have sex
0: with multiple people. Yeah. 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 That's that's the, the thing about it, too, is they have this new term called slut shaming. Yeah. And it's like you have to understand the difference. Like nobody is standing out like burner at the stake. You know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a fuck that women fuck a bunch of dudes. Like honestly, to be honest and sometimes you're one of those guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But not only that, but if you want somebody to, if you want somebody to be your wife, I'd rather be with a woman who had a past where she fucked a good amount of dudes and then she chilled she out, got out of her system. because women need that. They need that type of experience. The worst type of person, man or woman that you can be with is a person that does not have enough experience in life. And now you married them and they're still curious. You better off getting those dicks out of the way <laughs> back in college yeah. and in your 20s and mid 20s just all the dicks you got, you got them out of the God. way. Now you can focus on one dick
1: now. You know? <laughs> what happens too is like, if if that is a person's goal to have this, you know, this uh, person with a short sexual history or whatever. Right. Um, you're, as, as an experienced man, if you in your 30s or something like that, mid 30s, late 30s, whatever the case may be, um, and that's the situation, you're going to run into a girl that's not, got good at having sex. That's true. And that's a huge, you know, that's a huge part of people's relationships. That's a huge problem. So, you're going to be having to, you know, give her uh dick 101
0: classes. You'd be like a football coach like, "Get in there. You can do it. You can do it." <laughs> You'd be like a drill sergeant. "Attend, cock." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forward balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Live <Left>, cock, live left. <laughs> left. Hey, back in the day, I was laughing because my teammate, he was like, when they, when they said left, right, left, I thought they was walking like this. And he started like dragging his leg. He's like, left, right, left, <laughs> left, left. He put like, his foot down. Going. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he was just dragging the foot because he thought like once you said left, you had to stay on the left yeah. foot. Yeah. <laughs> was are really, idiots, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I was busting up, man. I remember he had like a username. Um, fuck. I can't remember what, on what, I think it was Myspace or something. Mm-hmm. This nigga's name was Swagasaurus Rex. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You know, swag, Swagasaurus Rex. <laughs> I think I was like, oh, that was college. So we're talking 05, yeah. 05, 06. They
1: Niggas used to have some wild usernames. Yeah. I, I used to hate when you didn't know, um, like the picture wasn't, obviously back then pictures was terrible. Yeah, they fucked up. Um, but you didn't know exactly who um, the dude was or like what his username was. And he right. had this wild username like Rex, and he sent you a friend request. You're yeah, like, like, who the heck is this?
0: Yeah, on MySpace is a trip. He'd be like, don't leave your mom around me, uh- 69.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> some of these rappers be saying some weird shit. They'll be like, I don't give a fuck. I fuck your whole family. You'd be like... <laughs> The whole family, man? The whole fucking fa- Grandma? You gonna fuck Nana? Yeah. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. That's nuts. You in there fucking Abuelita and everybody. Get, <laughs> everybody getting fucked that day. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's nuts, man. Sometimes you get lost in the topics. But, yeah, I, I think the overall point of this is that a woman is not always the prize by default. Yeah. I think society uh, will cause you to believe that just because of the gender roles.
1: Mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I no. think,
0: you know, kind of
1: closing out, but just under I think one of the points you hit on in there was as far as me understanding your own value, because like you, you said, a lot of times you get you get lost in this. Oh, you know, she's the best thing that ever happened for me and, you know, she changed my life. And all these things may be true, but you got to understand, like you as the human being oftentimes can be if you are in a, you know, some sort of long term relationship or you are the wife or or, Mm -hmm. I mean, you are the husband. Generally, that means you're um, probably the best thing that has happened Mm -hmm. to her as a, a, you know, in her relationship history. So I just
0: think it's just important to understand that. Yeah. 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 You got to you got to also look at who's bringing more value to other person's life. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I'm just going to keep it real. This might come off as bad, but I'll be honest, like most times you just you bringing me another nigga's kids. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It doesn't mean I'm not going to treat them with respect and love them. But if I'm not bringing you that and I'm and I'm bringing up your value of life. Because you can meet a woman that's not in the best financial situation and you make a decent living. But because you are a man, it is expected of you as a man to provide. Mm -hmm. So you're providing for another man's kids. And you're providing for your girlfriend or wife from whomever at that time, Mm -hmm. and it's just an expectation. Yeah. But truth be told, I brought your value of life up. I would never hold that over a woman. I'm not that type of guy. Like if Mm -hmm. I if I sign up for that, I'm gonna do it because I love you and I care about you and your kids. But let's be real about this shit here. I'm the one. I'm the one. Mm -hmm. You should just like all, all of my shirts or cups that I got at house, don't put dad on them. Put that nigga Because I'm that nigga (laughs) Okay (laughs) Number one that nigga I'm a number one nigga In that (laughs) 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 house
1: Yeah I mean Those baby daddy situations Like Females be coming Into new relationships With A baby daddy That's in
0: prison Or just straight deadbeat. He don't pay child support. Yeah, he'd be like, man. Yeah, you know how cool. many you know how many women have kids by guys that don't pay child support. It's a, a lot. Low. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah. So what that does? Oh shit! Hit the mic. What that does? That puts the financial liability is leaning on me. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, and and uh, and this is not going to sound great, but it's reality that the financial burden, if you if there is a man in the picture. If the financial burden is leaning on anyone, society believes it should lean on the man. A woman should not have to worry about finances. Yeah. Right. Even in the world of equality, it should never be the burden should be on the woman. It's always on the man.
1: Even so much so, um, Ebony K. Williams, who is, right. I don't know what her financial state is, but mm-hmm. I'm sure she makes a lot of money because oh, she's yeah. she's on a bunch of TV shows and podcasts and the whole nine. So much so that
0: she is willing to give up all of that to yeah. be a housewife yeah but then she said I'm not paying no bills and basically it, you gotta understand something like um there was a, I forgot who it was somebody had called it in the um what's his name Kevin Samuels uh-huh. and like there's some times where Kevin Samuels is just being a fucking dick right yeah and there's a lot of times he makes great points. This woman called in and she said, I need a man that's making no less than six figures. He needs to be this, blah, 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 She had two teenage kids, right? And she was making DC. She said she made like 140, 140,000. Like, yeah, she said he can't make anything less than 350,000. God damn. you were talking about the top 1% in America. And this is the point he made. That was a great point. Kevin Mm -hmm. Samuels. He said, why would a man with no kids that makes over $350,000 a year want a woman with two teenagers? And I was like, fuck. Yeah. And it's like, look, here's the thing, though. This is what we're not looking at. (laughs) What we're not looking at is she has expectations, right? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with a man having expectations? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. The woman said that she wants a man that makes X amount of money a year. That's an expectation. But he said, why would a man that makes that much money want a woman with two teenage kids? Yeah. And I thought about it and I was like, fuck, you make that much money, you got. The picket of the litter. Yeah, if you make it 350000 plus a year, you could fuck a 23-year-old. Mm-hmm. If you could be in your 40s or 50s, you go to the bar, go to a club, and you pull out a chick that's 28, 26. Mm-hmm. And women love older guys, especially older guys with money. Mm-hmm. I, know older, I know dudes that are 51 that's fucking 23-year-olds right here in town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got successful businesses and shit, and these girls are giving it up. Mm-hmm. And they're young, and they're hot. Mm-hmm. But when you have money... The rules change. Mm-hmm. The rules fucking change. Yeah, See, The world is not, it's not a cookie cutter world, folks. Mm-hmm. It's not the same world that, you know, we talk about on Instagram and we post those little bubbly quotes and shit. Mm-hmm. It's bull, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in reality here on the Trucker's Mind podcast. Yeah. Be sure, be sure to chime in. If you have a gripe about this you got something you want to say, send us an inbox. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we'll care, but we'll definitely do <laughs> Uh, Switching gears Rachel Nichols Um, Recently Rachel Nichols From ESPN had some audio Leaked and it did not Put her in the best light I will tell you That much Uh, let's see All right Rachel Nichols apologizes after leaked audio leads to internal rift at ESPN. Nichols said on the jump Monday that she was deeply, deeply sorry. After leaked audio criticizing her colleague, Maria Taylor would publish as a as part of the New York Times. She wasn't criticizing her. That's a false top. That's a false. Yeah, they didn't heading. But we'll fuck all that also that apology was trash it was Let's trash it was a very way. robotic <laughs> it was it's almost like a customer service person telling you like i do apologize for the weight they don't mm-hmm. give a fuck about you yeah. they're gonna just make another burger and move on yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so look here i'm not even gonna read her apology we're just gonna go to the you quote. Can quote it oh i was gonna say you're okay. yeah, gonna go to the quote yeah um this is what she said, in quote, in the leaked audio, which was recorded amid the novel coronavirus pandemic last year, Nichols complained about Maria Taylor being selected to host the NBA Countdown, the channel's key pre and post game program. Nichols, who is white, suggested that Taylor, who is black, may have gotten the job uh, not because of her talent or experience, but because of the, the channel was looking to diversify its hosting ranks. End quote. I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball. Um, Nichols said in a recording from July 2020, if you need to get her get give her more things to do because you are feeling pressure about your crappy longtime record on diversity, which, by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, like, go for it. Just find it somewhere else. You are not going to find it, find it from me or taking my thing away. So what that told me about her, um, hold on, let's read this other part at the bottom. The audio which has made the rounds across ESPN is taking on a more urgent meaning because Taylor's contract with ESPN is set to expire the next later this month and could end in the middle of the NBA finals, depending on how long the series goes. It is not clear whether she will resign with the channel or whether the two sides will let her deal lapse. Here's my problem with it. Rachel Nichols is the is the super woke. Uh, <laughs> you know, we need more black female voices. And, you know, she kind of throws things out there. If you look at her social media, she's you know, she has these, you know, she supports Black Lives Matter and things of that nature, which I think is fine. But I, I think I have a problem with someone that is not organic. And you can sense that there's something off about this shit. Right. So if you know that there's a diversity problem and you need more black voices, you are not willing to sacrifice your seat for a black voice. Mm -hmm. So, what does that say about you, Rachel Nichols? Mm -hmm. That says that you have a problem keeping it real. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem, Mm -hmm. you know, especially being as uh, being a woman in that space and it's not a lot of women there and there's not a lot of women of color there and your ass turn around. Not to mention, there's a part of the audio at the end. Where the guy mentions like uh, Me Too and Black Lives Matter, he's like, "Yeah, it's a lot of pressure, especially with like Me Too and Black Lives Matter." And she's like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> <clears throat> she laughed about it, mm-hmm. so she's playing the game. Yeah, that's what a lot of these sports journalists do. ESPN is like the mafia, man. People are willing to stab each other in the fucking back. I feel like to move up the ranks at a place like that, you kind of, might, you might, you probably got to be a dickhead. Because mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith strikes me as a dickhead mm-hmm. Like he's <laughs> Some of the shit he says is crazy Like um, He be shouting out white privilege when it doesn't even Add up Like I, when Steve Nash got the job he's like I got two words to describe That white privilege and He be like bro That this doesn't <laughs> It's Steve Nash Come It's on. Steve Nash man <laughs> 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 Stephen they be calling out white privilege when shit don't add up. Like, it'll mm-hmm. be like, you know, I went to the store this morning. I got a coffee. White man comes in, to give him his coffee first. White privilege. <laughs> like, he ordered it online, nigga. <laughs> 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 yeah, but ESPN is a trip, man. Um, my overall gripe with it is, like I said, uh, she uh, projects this image while being cutthroat the conversations you have in private are who you really are so you could apologize but the best way to apologize is say look uh you might as well double down on that say Mm -hmm. look i'm i I apologize if i if i offended her but i meant what i said yeah i meant what i said she does believe that yeah you do believe Mm -hmm. that because you you had no problems talking about espn you know what's gonna happen with rachel nichols What's gonna happen with Rachel Nichols is they're gonna give her till twenty twenty two, and all of a sudden she's gonna just be gone. You gonna know, start slowly weeding around? Oh, out. They she gonna... may
1: be on like the kind of uh, tweener show that's oh, in yeah. between uh, yeah. First Take and Sports Center or something. Yeah, just
0: throw her in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then mm-hmm. she was talking about how ESPN is ran by like these Trump supporter like white guys or whatever that she had mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like conservative like white dudes mm-hmm. is what she had mentioned. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem with that. You're chastising them, and you obviously are liberal, right? Which I don't have a problem with people being liberal or conservative, but if you are the progressive liberal person, then why do you have such a problem with with propelling a black voice? Yeah, exactly. That, that's my issue.
1: I think I I understand it. Like as far as you, it's a it's a doggy dog world. Right. You know, it's only so many jobs out here. So I I understand this uh this. You know, I guess it's scarcity as far as like you not wanting to lose your job. But like you said, it sounds kind of hypocritical when you stand every time, excuse me, every time there's a situation in the black community, you at the forefront of it, you in the bubble, in the trenches, um, you know, reporting on these things and having conversations with these players about mental health and, and, you know, like I said, about George Floyd and all these things. Um, so you, you, present yourself as this, as this ally, mm-hmm. you know, but as soon as the cameras are off, um, we get the, these type of conversations. And the thing that bothered me probably more than anything was the tone of this conversation. Like if you listen to the audio and I don't think we're plugging in just cause it's kind of hard to hear. Like I had to keep like what had the subtitles when I was listening to it, but, um, it's kind of like a whisper. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, imagine me and Eddie on a podcast like, hey, man, you know, just I I don't know, like the boss, you know, the people that own this building is just kind of, you know what I mean? It's that type of thing. Like she was trying to like hide information from something or she was speaking in a way where she knew that the only person in the world that she wanted to hear that this conversation was the person that she was talking to. Exactly. Um, And that's that's uh, one of the things. And and then speaking about the whole Diversity thing It sounded like to me Like diversity is great And you know It it seemed like she was Trying to soften the blow With Mm -hmm. a lot of This conversation um, Because in reality She wanted to say These statements Without prefacing them So as far as like The whole diversity thing Is like you know, like yeah, I'm. I know I'm. am a victim of it. I'm one of the only females that God, you know. You know, have a seat on these shows, and I, I completely understand it. But don't bring it over here. Mm-hmm. She should have just said, "Don't bring it over here," because I want to keep my job, and yeah. um, that that would have sounded much better than her trying to like toe the line or like tiptoe around mm-hmm. this this conversation. But um, overall, I just hope that the best for Maria Taylor. All Rachel Nichols did is. Uh, make her more Valuable Make her more um, You know Popular people Obviously she's a person That is uh, Well respected in, in the sports community and the broadcasting community But It's I think now um, Is gonna be some sort of Like bidding war yeah. You know Fox Sports is definitely uh, You yeah. know A huge competitor For ESPN oh, yeah. And a lot of people From ESPN Are running over there Cause yes. You know They don't like What's going on At ESPN Fox, so. is,
0: Fox is gonna turn Into the new ESPN Yeah Oh it's just taking people. It's Money
1: a, talks, man. Like if you if you have the talent, if you got guys like Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, oh and yeah, uh, Broussard and um, a bunch of other people that Nick Wright, like people that we actually care about their opinions, and you know the shows are stacked up back to back to back. You know
0: it's gonna be hard to compete. I bet you probably. <laughs> Maria Taylor got an inbox from ESPN. I mm-hmm. mean, from from Fox, and it was just a winky eye. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Because the, the funny thing is, motherfuckers are running from ESPN, going over to Fox. This mm-hmm. is this has been a common theme for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Chris Bussard and a couple of other people have left to Fox. Mm-hmm. Of Outjo, uh, uh, something Outjo. I forgot his first name. The one that has that segment, of uncomfortable conversations with the black man. I thought it was like David Ocho or something. No, it's out, his last name is Ocho. Ocho? Oh. Yeah, he was a linebacker. Let me mm-hmm. look his page up. But that, he does a great job over there, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's a good. Yeah, Ocho, where is that? Yeah, Emmanuel Ocho. My mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, he's over there. Who am I thinking about? Yeah, it's Emmanuel Ocho. He's mm-hmm. a linebacker. Mm-hmm. But um, Emmanuel Ocho's over there. I believe he was with ESPN at one time. Mm-hmm. Um and Marcellus Wiley is over there, Fox. Yeah, he was at ESPN. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. just all dipped out on them. Yeah, this is this is a common theme. If I was Maria Taylor, I would not go to stay with ESPN. Fuck no, mm-hmm. that place. ESPN is imploding. Yeah, the
1: who knows? I don't know who uh, Rachel Nichols is talking to, but the fact that that conversation took almost, what, a year later to yeah, actually about 11 months. About 11, yeah. 10, 10, 11 months. Yeah, so, you know, those conversations, I'm almost positive were going on behind the scenes. She probably heard yeah. second-hand information about, she probably even heard, like, she probably even felt some energy mm-hmm. with Rachel Nichols. Like, hey, you know, like a half hearted
0: congratulations type stuff. There was a video that she released, because I was on YouTube just checking some shit out. There was a video that Maria Taylor released that said, like, you know, regardless of what people tell you, that you just got the job because you're black or whatever the case and it was and she released that video during the time that Rachel Nichols was in the bubble like I'm not I won't get all this conspiratorial mm-hmm. but she released that during that time Yeah. And, and then there was a story of leaked audio that got re, that got taken from Rachel Nichols room and that was news 10-11 months ago. It was just ago. the
1: audio they didn't even release like per yeah. say. yeah I remember but that. But then
0: it got released now so mm-hmm. what I think is. I Wait th- is this the same This is a different what? This is a different uh, take. No, it's the same take. I'm saying that Maria Taylor had made a statement at the same time
1: back then. No, what I'm saying, what I'm asking you is the video that surfaced and -hmm. just kind of went away. Yeah, this is a separate instance I am I believe because this is a this is a Zoom interview. They were saying right. that that other one was something where somebody was like they left recording. Yeah. After they left. So. It, basically, mm.
0: they, they didn't put like stop on the video or they didn't stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But either way, the story was out. So I think that simultaneously, these two things, even if they're different audio, mm. it's I think it's the same attempt. Yeah, I'm just saying that. It's, Rachel. I'm saying
1: she's been a victim, or she's been doing this consistently. These yeah. type of uh, things. Rachel, yeah.
0: yeah, Rachel Nichols probably has a long history of fucking people over for sure, mm-hmm. and she has a really good. I'm pretty sure she has a really good. She's really good at smiling in the face of the executives at the company or the CEOs yeah. or the people that help write her paycheck. She looks at them and smiles at them all the time. Oh yes, definitely. I love you guys. I'll be at the Christmas party. Thanks. Bye. All right. Yeah. But then when you get around somebody else, you're talking bad about them. Mm-hmm. So she is playing the game. She really doesn't like the motherfuckers there, but she benefits from them, so she smiles in their face. Mm-hmm. You know, Maria Taylor needs to leave big time. I would not stay at ESPN. I would
1: get the fuck out of there. She, see, Rachel Nichols also seems like a person that would... Do almost anything to kind of get an upper hand. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, that person at the job, it's like, they'll snitch on you. Like, hey, yeah. these people are staying out a little bit later. They're, they're not working They're clocking hard. in late.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people think that by by not even snitching, but just by putting others in a bad light to an, a higher up will make you look better. Mm-hmm. I told one dude one time, I did this a long time ago, and I should have never did this. There was a guy that was like telling, like saying stuff about me to a boss. Mm-hmm. And then I said, "Hey, you got a minute?" And I took him outside. This when I was working at Sears. I was like, "Hey, man, what's the deal, man? What you what you, you talking to the boss about me for some reason? What's up, dude?" And he was like, "What he?" Um, and he just tried to walk back. I said, "Hold on, homie, don't go nowhere." I said, "Look, man, let that be your last time ever talking about me. You understand me? Mm-hmm. Like you you fucking with my job. You got a problem? Come talk to me." You hmm. You going to talk to the boss for what mm-hmm. you just doing it to make me look bad. And since you suck the boss's cock, he's going to listen to what the fuck you say. Mm-hmm. I was like, did you need to cut that shit out? And he's like, oh, well, you know, you you think whatever you want. But if you just do your job and I'm like, bro, I'm good at my job. I do my job. But you're looking for every you're looking for anything to make me look. If a person wanted to make you look bad to someone else, they ain't got to work that hard. Yeah, they got to find What they could do is create scenarios. And make you look like you goofed in order yeah. to say something to the boss. Mm-hmm. So let's say for some reason she's she uh, Maria Taylor is looking at the teleprompter and uh, Rachel Nichols had somebody take one of the cards out of nowhere. Trust me, this can happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I believe that she's that type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I wrote in my notes that I seen something else that she did. Let me see here. Uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, um, I honestly feel that she feels threatened. I think that Maria Taylor is is uh, a dual threat. She does football and basketball, and she was a professional athlete. She is more qualified than you to do that fucking job. And since you have a scarcity mindset, you are afraid of somebody being um being elevated because you think it threatens you that's a scarcity mindset Mm -hmm. like for example when it comes to like podcasting which is probably not the best example but there's podcasts everywhere i don't feel threatened by any podcast we do our thing they do their thing if they move up the ladder faster than us or behind us or they get more money than us or we get more i don't give a fuck about none of that Mm -hmm. because whatever what whatever plan god has for me that's the plan i'm rolling with i'm not worried about what the fuck somebody else is doing Mm -hmm. and rachel nichols is a prime example of the of this having this famine fucking mindset mm-hmm. look at how successful she is she still has a, a scarcity famine mindset there's enough success to go around for everybody and even if the network is to demote me to give somebody else a job I'm gonna say you know what I guess this isn't God's plan they can have that I'm gonna go ahead and go to Fox right but no she want to get mad and trip out like that's just stupid
1: yeah yeah, that's a, that's like a worker's mentality. I feel like she, yeah. she she's a person that um, she doesn't have much leverage on her own. I think um, primarily because she's uh, she's not really in a position where she gives her opinion a lot of times. She's in a position where she asks questions. She'll ask the questions, you know, to the athletes after the game or during halftime or whatever. Um, she's in a position where she's hosting these shows, so she'll introduce the topic. She'll have these monologues, but she's not. Uh, she's more so asking the opinions of uh, Kendrick Perkins and these kind of guys. So I think in those situations, um, she doesn't have she doesn't have much leverage and I think she's, she's feeling that heat. So, you know, so I think a, a person like Maria Taylor, I think she has more, more leverage if she did, even, you know, as far as go, go to a Fox or go to a NBC or these other places, or just kind of do her own thing or have her own podcast. I think Rachel Nichols is a person that is just like, she's like a ESPN girl through and through. And that's, and, and she's kind of finally filling, um, the lack of
0: value that she really has. So, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And then what, what made this situation worse is then there was rumors of Rachel Nichols fucking Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And, and look, this could just be somebody trying to sabotage her, though. Mm-hmm. Right. There may not be any merit to it, but maybe there is merit to it. Let's be very clear. I want to give both sides of this. First of all, I don't care who's fucking Rachel Nichols. So let's make that clear. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Secondly, they were in the NBA bubble, which was a very like closed in community. And if you're a person that's used to having sexual intercourse on a regular basis and you are in that bubble and, and, and information inside the bubble is not really getting out to the general public. And you are a 47 year old woman that is pretty sexually attractive and you see a player. Like, you got to realize if you're a 47-year-old woman and you are around a bunch of rich men that are in the 1% of earners in America who are also in shape, right, who are also attractive, I wouldn't put it past somebody to go get some. Mm-hmm. And with the way Rachel is talking about people and shit like that, you can't, you can't count out anything she's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, and that's not me saying she's doing it, but I can't count that out. Basically, one of the maintenance guys or whatever he heard a loud noise, like it sounded like a banging going on in the room, in Jimmy Butler's room, and they said Jimmy Butler was sweating real bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he said, "What's going on, man?" So I was dribbling my basketball, man. And then they closed the door, but then it was rumors going around that he was fucking Rachel Nichols in the yeah. bubble. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I, if there's any merit to it, here's the thing. I think, honestly, if it was a man in, in with this comparable situation, he would have already been fired. Yeah. Because you have leaked audio, you talking about someone. You're talking about the network, first of all, and their diversity. And then if if imagine if a man had rumors of him fucking WNBA players uh-huh. while being in a bubble. Yeah. He would be fired. But because it's Rachel Nichols, she's going to keep her job. Mm-hmm. But now her only thing is, if she keeps her job, now she can't get away with fucking players anymore. So that's that's gonna be suck. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think, like we said, they're gonna slowly, slowly start kind of taking her off of certain shows, or maybe introducing different people, and then slowly but surely she's gonna be on a whole She's gonna be on like YouTube Sports or something like that. Like she's gonna be completely, completely boxed out because if she she can't because she can't really go if she goes to ESPN. I mean, not ESPN. If she goes to Fox, she's surrounded by a bunch of people that used to work at ESPN. Right. And I don't even know if those people want to really be surrounded by her. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, interesting to see. As far as the whole Jimmy Butler thing, I don't really, you know, it's just it's just a rumor, so I don't really have much to say about that. But um, if it is true, it's just, you know, it it, it is what it is. It's not I wonder if
0: she was doing a report while Jimmy was smashing. It's <laughs> like... Like, this is really deep on ESPN. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Crazy. You got to stay on the up. The lesson learned from this, folks, you got to stay on the up and up the whole time. Don't be afraid of someone taking your spot. If you're doing everything to keep your spot and someone takes it, then I guess it wasn't in God's plan for you to be there. Move on and do better. Don't don't trash other people in an attempt to try to save your fucking ass. That's yep. that's the that's just my uh, take on that whole deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's that. Our switching gears. Wendy Williams goes overboard as if she has not done this many times before. <laughs> I use the bathroom. Oh man, you just gonna leave? You just gonna take a piss out here? Cuz oh, he's gonna read an article? You just it. gonna get out of here when people is relying on you, Keith? <laughs> See, this is what Keith does. Every time we rely on him to be here and stand up for our listeners, he leaves and uses the goddamn bathroom every time. All right. Here it is. Wendy Williams. Uh, Wendy Williams comes under fire for a segment on TikTok. Swavy's death. Uh, Wendy Williams is currently under fire for comments made during a segment about a 19, about the death of a 19 year old TikTok star, Swavy. During an episode of the Wendy Williams show on Wednesday, July 7th, the talk show began uh, the, the hot topic segment about a teen's passing by stating, I have no idea who this is and neither does Norman, her producer, Uh, Neither does one person in this building. She then asked the the live audio audience to clap if anyone knew who Swaybe was, uh, which was met with a little applause. Um, He's a TikTok star, uh, Wendy explained. But before comparing social media stats, blah, 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 blah. All right. That's not important. Basically, to make a long story short, um, she had a back and forth with this kid. And the kid ended up getting murdered prior to her even having this story out and she is being, being targeted for having a lack of empathy for this guy and once it was found out that he was murdered she said oh so many followers so she never really acknowledged the fact that this kid was a fucking human being this is what Wendy Williams does and the crazy thing about Wendy Williams is for a person that looks the way she looks she needs to shut the fuck up mm-hmm. you literally look like a human camel and you got the nerve to be up here talking about people like this like, she's got weird cankles. She's awkward and tall and knobby-kneed. And and people will hear me saying, like, why are you insulting her? You're doing the same thing she is. No, I'm not doing the same thing she is. She brought this energy out of me, okay? Yeah. I normally don't be talking about people like this. Yeah. But Wendy Williams is such a piece of shit that this is what she does, man. Yeah. And she's basically, they're calling to have her show canceled. Um, because this is not the only thing she's done. Of, of course, this is super fucked up that this kid lost his life and she showed no empathy for the fact that he lost his life after finding out that he was dead during the live broadcast. Which means you have not done your due diligence in in actually researching this kid that you're talking about. You you've built a platform on talking about people so bad that you even you really haven't researched if they're dead or alive. Mm-hmm. That is fucking ridiculous so what 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 happened on
1: on the show that they did was because i know how her show is set up it's just like uh, somehow like a topic is probably introduced on a teleprompter is that how is
0: that how they introduced that yes topic? he was on the teleprompter some skinny kids standing there and he's like we don't even know who he is who is this who is this and then the fans they're fucking zombies for wendy like the I, honestly i could say this i can honestly say this everyone in her audience is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. for you to subscribe to some shit like that you can't be a good person mm-hmm. you're subscribing to a person that has been tearing people down for years yeah this is what she done exposing
1: people's you know uh mm-hmm. skeletons and stuff. And, so, and some of that stuff is like the, the rumors that go around it's um uh, some of that stuff can be like very hurtful for that information to come out. So, you know, right. like you you're spilling the beans on people's personal relationships or, you know, struggles that people are having in their marriage and stuff. Stuff stuff to where, like, say, you know, and I don't know how how she spoke about, like, Beyonce and jay Z situation or whatever, but say that, um, you know, she comes out and be like, yeah, Beyonce, I mean, uh, Jay-Z was caught mm-hmm. um, walking down the street with such and such. You know, these are things that can be worked out internally, um, without ever having to see the the light of day. But what Wendy Williams is doing, she's getting information from, you know, whatever, uh, whatever sources, and she's exposing these people's lives and stuff like, you know, st- like I said, stuff that can be worked out amongst the people that are involved.
0: Right. But, you know, she's putting it out in the forefront. Right, and the thing about it, too, is there's so many things she's done. Um, she spoke about Um, Method Man's wife she released that Method Man's wife had cancer before anybody knew it Mm -hmm. and it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. and then she also exposed that she had sex with Method Man back in the day and this is what she said in quote Williams 56 explained I smoked a blunt with Method Man while I gave him a bath and it was a one night stand and he'll deny it maybe not it was one night we were in the club when a fight broke out and gunshots broke out he rolled a blunt we smoked a blunt. We watched the fight. We heard the gunshots. The cops came in. Uh, he was rolling with the with the car from the Staten Island with the whole clan and their people. I guess I batted my eyes and rocked my shoulders. Uh, you know how I do. And I said, "You want to come over?" And he said, "Yeah." So here's the problem. First people of all, was really smashing Wendy Williams like that. Yeah, but he probably was high, drunk, and Wendy didn't look as horrible as she does now. Mm -hmm. so those three things he's like fuck it i'll hit it right Mm -hmm. but here's the problem if let's run this back what if a man exposed the fact that he fucked somebody from in the past he would get canceled for that shit Mm -hmm. if he says yeah i fucked that i used to fuck jessica alba can you imagine what kind of repercussions you will have as a man if you expose a person not even expose You're not exposing anyone. You're only exposing people to how much of a piece of shit you are. Mm -hmm. We're adults. We we don't kiss and tell. Mm -hmm. You don't kiss and tell. That's not okay. Mm -hmm. Even though this platform is not a huge platform, if I was talking about girls by name that are real people about how, yeah, we used to fuck uh, a couple times. I fucked her here. Then I fucked her at my house. Then I fucked her at her house. And it was on the podcast. There would be people that would unsubscribe. They'd be like, Eddie,
1: that's just low. We see the backlash that got. What happens when guys do it? Right. We see guys like uh, the game. Oh yeah. How many people? We called him corny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talked about. We talked about him. So.
0: Yeah, he was, he had a song talk about Kim Kardashian, how he had his dick in her throat, and she was gagging or some shit. And I'm thinking, like, dude, stop it. Yeah. Kim Kardashian's a mother. You know. Also, having
1: sex with a girl is not a prize. It's, yeah. What do you mean? What? I'm saying it's not, like, it's not anything to, like, glamorize. No, like it's you, not. It's not, you can't, you know, like, you know how, like, if you're a, a, a Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, at the end of your career, when you retire, you sipping right. cognac or something like that, you could be like, yo, man, I got all these rings on my hand, but when you are, are sitting there and that same conversation comes up about like women you slept with, it, it doesn't hold up. Like that's no, not really anything to brag about. Not at
0: all. Because you got to understand these women are living different lives now. Mm-hmm. There are girls that I knew back in college that was hoes. They, they was getting fucked by a lot of dudes and now they are mothers, they're wives, they're, they're, they're you know, totally different people. Mm-hmm. So it's just it just doesn't make sense for you to look backwards and be like, Oh yeah, she a hoe. Like or I, I fucked them. Almost like it's in present tense. No. <laughs> you fucked a you fucked that chick when she was nineteen. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like we're in our thirties now. Yeah. Like any girl I dealt with in college, that's almost a situation. There's some girls that I fucked with in college. And now they just live. Their lives are just so, this ridiculously different. Yeah, you know they got their mothers. They got a mother. Mothers of four. Mothers of three. With you know, live in big nice houses. They got a real husband. Mm-hmm. Like why would I ever? <laughs> why would I ever? There would never be any excuse. Yeah,
1: for me to say anything. Yeah. That's real. Same goes for uh, for women. Like for the Man, he's in a, such a different position in his yeah. life. He acting now, yeah. lifting weights and whatnot. Like you, just a flash in the pan.
0: Yeah, I don't. And what it is, it must must have been a slow week for you, mm-hmm. Wendy. Must have been a slow fucking week that you was like, you know what? There's no real. The, you know what? I'm gonna drop a bombshell on everyone. Like it's weird. Like in your life is fucked up. You, <laughs> her husband, like was cheating on her and had a baby had a whole nother whole nother life while he was with you let's talk about that wendy let's talk about the fact that your husband is a piece of shit Mm -hmm. let's talk about that let's talk about him having a child by another woman while he was you was you were funding him basically paying Mm -hmm. for his lifestyle let's talk about how stupid you look let's talk about that Mm -hmm. you know and it's like i don't when i remember when wendy passed out she fainted from some reason on the show Mm -hmm. i didn't give a fuck yeah I was like, I didn't care. And, you know, from an empathetic standpoint, I want everybody to be healthy. But the fact that I'm supposed to be like, oh, my God, I'm glad Wendy is OK. Man, fuck Wendy Williams. Yeah. You know how much pain she's caused people for saying all this bullshit? Mm-hmm. Like, yo, the the number one advice I give Wendy is just go somewhere and shut the fuck up. I think that you've made. <laughs> go. You know what? Go start a podcast, Wendy. You, you're doing an antiquated way of creating content. Your shit's dead now. Go create a fucking podcast. You can make just as much money being a piece of shit. Go ahead and do it, right? Uh, that I think that I don't even know if she has a podcast. I don't know if she does or not. I think she's still getting away with putting this bullshit on TV right now.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. It's 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 unfortunate. The thing the thing that um, I see the most in, I guess the thing that is most annoying for me is that she still hasn't really dealt with her own personal relationship. Right. Like she, she for, for years and years and years, she's outing people and exposing people. This person is gay. This person is this. This person is cheating on their, on their wife. This person is, you know what I mean? And all these different scenarios and stories are coming out. Um, But when she was trending for weeks and weeks and weeks because her husband was doing certain things and, You know, the you know, all the information started to come out um, and Charlemagne was telling his side of the story in certain situations. She just kind of tucked tucked away. You know, she, there was never really I think she did address it, but there was never the At the the extent at which She talks about these other people She didn't give her personal story That same energy No, so, she didn't, yeah, that's a problem yeah, yeah, and now she's just back to normal She's back, you know, Sad. saying the same sort of things You've, like built,
0: that, you've that. built a career off projecting Your own sorry ass life on other people mm-hmm. And you hate your life so much That you want people to feel the same pain That you feel on a daily basis mm-hmm. When you walk around looking like a goddamn camera all the fucking time and yeah. now you want people to feel that they had a picture of Wendy Williams getting out of the car and her ankles was the same size as her thigh <laughs> i never seen no shit like that dude it was like one leg her leg was like a like a hot dog all the way from the thigh down to the ankle yeah, what the fuck, man! I don't know who put her together, but I don't know, man. I it, gotta go. You go know back. how you know how some kids take the arms and shit off of Barbie dolls? Mm-hmm. It looked like they put the motherfucking arms where the legs supposed to be. You old Toy Story looking ass! <laughs> <laughs> you know how the baby is connected to the little toy, the wrong toy. Wendy
1: do look like some like a three year old drew her, Wendy? like a three year old boy though. Yeah, because you know, like we we starting to understand like. You know, like I guess around like three or four, we're starting to understand the difference between like men and women. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right but we still aren't like great artists so you draw like a stick figure yeah. but then you draw big old titties
0: so <laughs> 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 I've seen that before <laughs> Yeah, it'd be a kid and kids be doing stuff problematic but they don't realize it it'd be like you know how kids draw a picture it'd be like you know are they mom and a dad and they sisters and, yeah. they, and they draw like a dog and it's like scribbly and it's like lines yeah. but on the picture it'll show mom and dad like mom with the squiggly hair yeah. and then dad with like the spiky hair mm-hmm. and then they show <laughs> the mom with the big old titties with the, yeah. nip, the nipples on it and it did just show a dick where dad <laughs> 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 you, you know them weird looking dicks that people be drawing in textbooks back yeah. in the oh man that's funny you know that's the question I got why did so many people draw dicks in textbooks when I was coming up I don't know man it's weird In it, it, every book People was drawing dicks all in like in the back of the book and in the front. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why are people why are people doing There's so that? So many dicks. I wonder. If- <laughs> and they draw like the fake balls underneath it. Yeah. Like, what's up? That's crazy. You ever seen it? you ever seen like you open up a book and then on the front, it'd be like page 62 got titties in it. Nah. <laughs> and then you go to page 62 and it's like some fucking tribe with titties out. <laughs> Uh, freaking Native Americans yeah, Or Africans I, or something I went to public school man So the kids was different bro Yeah Yeah They were like pacing. Sometimes
1: that was the first time We seen titties
0: Yeah And we couldn't believe They were showing titties In the yeah. in, in, in these textbooks But here's the difference It's a difference between Titties in a tribe That's saggy And don't look attractive Versus titties That's like in a, in a Playboy Yeah but yeah, you like they're like not sexualized. They're not sexualizing. They're no
1: they not sexualized.
0: Yeah, they're not the them titties don't be looking right. So the cutest part is the teacher try to keep it together. Yeah. Like
1: you know, good and well, we over here laughing at these titties.
0: Yeah. And he trying to
1: keep it together and trying to have a real uh, educational conversation about, you know, different tribes and you know, Native
0: American tribes. Right, man, ain't nobody trying to hear about that. We looking mm. at titties, sir.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know how you knew it was gonna be an easy ass day? Is when you walk in the classroom and you see that fucking TV strapped to that little gurney thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like it was weird. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It looked like a baker's rack, mm-hmm. but it had a TV on it's top. Strapped on
1: top. Yeah, yeah.
0: You knew mm-hmm. your day was gonna be easy as fuck in that class because yeah. they're gonna to show a movie the whole time. Yeah, especially like that would happen a
1: lot. Like when the cell would come through. Yeah, it was. It was probably like closer to the end of the year where it's not much he could really teach us. Yeah. Or um, sometimes. I think some of the teachers would get lazy, so mm-hmm. they'll put they'll throw in Bill Nye the Science Guy instead of actually teaching us what they should
0: have. You know, yeah, Bill teaching. Nye the Science Guy. Yeah. Bill, Bill,
1: Bill, 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 Bill. Bill, Bill,
0: Bill. <laughs> oh yeah, it was those the days, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time uh, we were watching. It was in was in science class. I think it was in science class. I was in uh, the seventh grade, uh-huh. and they put on this video, and it was talking about tigers or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and the tiger star maiden, and this male tiger was fucking the shit out of his other tiger, and, it, and then he he was fucking the shit out of it so bad the teacher just start fast forward and nah shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: you know it's crazy um, like it's only a few um, animals like first of all that have sex for pleasure but that have like uh, consensual sex. That's true. Because a lot of those like cat, those big cats, and you know birds and stuff like that, they be low key like raping
0: yeah. the, the females. Yeah, so. yeah, they're, they're, this does not look consensual. Yeah, but you know what though? It, I, actually, I think that's inaccurate because I think that the the the, the, the lions they low key got a fight for the woman's like they the woman chooses the strongest mm-hmm. like alpha tiger ti- mm-hmm. or ti- alpha alpha mm-hmm. lion. Yeah, so it's kind of like dudes got to kill each other so that yeah. might be consensual i think yeah I'm, I'm not saying all in all cases but, but in, some, of, in some, some,
1: some animals not necessarily cats but some animals yeah. for sure they begin like
0: cats like do marriage. cats definitely got that problem mm-hmm. yeah cats i don't think that's consensual
1: yeah it and it don't sound consensual if, like, if you yeah, ever yeah right i remember it was some it was some cats across the street um and i i couldn't see where they were i just heard it and it was just the most annoying like, yeah, yeah. It,
0: it sounded yeah. like pain and anguish. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. yo, y'all y'all, some, man, I couldn't have no cat, man. Yeah. I cannot have no rapists in my house. <laughs> you will not be in here. You get this goddamn Bill Cosby cat the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I don't want Bill Cat to be in my fucking house. <laughs> 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 That's the name of the podcast. <laughs>
1: Bill Catsby. Bill Catsby.
0: God damn. Oh man. Yeah. Putting Spanish fly in the catnip. I can't you know, my thing is I can't wait to be independently like funding myself and making money. So once I'm not working, the first thing I'll do is get a dog. Oh, okay. That's the first thing I'll do, man. What kind of dog? Um, I'm I'm thinking about like a like a chocolate lab. Okay. Like a Chocolate Lab. That's y'all, a lady. Uh, y'all thought yeah. I was going to say Pitbull, huh? Yeah, that'd attract a lady. It's like, Pit-
1: oh my God. Because, you know, normally mm-hmm. niggas got Pitbulls and Rottweilers yeah. and whatnot.
0: Yeah, Brown or Chocolate Labs are very smart dogs. Yeah. Very smart, very loyal dogs. Very good around kids. Shit mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, those those are the only ones besides a Pitbull that I would like. Yeah. Um, boxers are cool, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, that's really it. I couldn't get no like Saint Bernard or no shit like that. That's too big. I've been seeing some dogs and they almost look fake. Yeah. They almost look Photoshop cuz
1: they're so big. Yeah, some um, like if you see a uh, like a big tall German Shepherd,
0: you're like, dang, like is this like like what this dog been eating?" Yeah, I know this motherfucker's crazy here. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen a big I've seen a big old German Shepherd, but the thing about it is German Shepherds are very kind when they're trained. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you see a if you see a, a police officer with a German Shepherd, like the German Shepherd is just chilling, mm-hmm. you know. But if the <laughs> if the fucking cop be like, get him, nah, it would be all. It'd be it's over. It's all bad. Mm-hmm. You better run. And I and what I've what I've heard, I could be could be wrong. Where they have to let the German Shepherd bite you. Mm. like once they made the, make the decision to let yeah. him out he has to bite you okay a, in order for them to call them off mm. and some of those dogs once they lock on even the cops can't get them off yeah it was this one dude um they sick the dog on him and I forgot it was a petty crime it wasn't big. And the dude was like, Oh my God, get the dog, please. Oh, please. Know, help. That's painful. Somebody help! And yeah. then and then uh the dude's wife came out the door and was like, Uh uh-uh, uh, you ain't get that dog off my husband. Yeah. Get him off. And then and it wasn't funny. It's a terrible situation. Mm-hmm. But between the wife yelling and the guy yelling about my dog, mm-hmm. and the cop was like, I'm trying to get him off. Oh, he couldn't do nothing. Yeah. Between those things, three things, I'm I was laughing. I'm not gonna laugh. Yeah.
1: They say that those dogs, like, you can only train them to do, like, to sm- to smell. You know they'd be sniffing for the drugs and stuff like yeah. that. They say that you can only train the dog to uh, smell for one specific thing. Really? That's what I heard. Because, you know, some of them are, like, for drugs. Some mm-hmm. of them are for bombs and stuff like that. Some of them are to, ca- like, to get dead bodies or, oh, you know, fuck. stuff like that. So I think they train all those dogs, like, s- like
0: specific ones for, for specific things. You know, you know what would suck? What if, like, the dog's going crazy? and he's looking for drugs, and then you just sprinkle some crack on the car, and the dog's like, get out the car now. You found drugs.
1: <laughs> what if the dog is going crazy because the police officer is a drug addict?
0: Yeah, he just biting the, the cop for no reason.
1: Yeah, he just do a bump before work, like, and it's still some residue on his nose. And the dog is all in his face. <laughs> the dog is in his face and shit trying to bite him. So you do- I, uh, I finally finished Ozark. Really, you yeah, did. Yeah, I, I, okay. So you're actor. at the part.
0: You're at the part where she got popped at the end. Mm-hmm. That shit's crazy. Mm-hmm. For everybody to listen to this pod, man, watch Ozark. You, you will not be. You will not be. Uh, uh, you won't be let down by it. There's two things I recommend highly ozark and black summer you gotta watch those Mm -hmm. tell your girlfriend man to Mm -hmm. check out black summer you guys gotta watch that
1: yeah we'll put it on yeah you
0: got to it's a it's a zombie uh it's a zombie show Mm -hmm. but it's it's such a detailed like storyline it's so dope I, i love it it's way better than the walking dead way better way better
1: yeah that's cool. Yeah, when we was watching Ozark, it was it was kinda like, man, I couldn't it's it's such a long each episode is very long. Yes. So it's an hour long episode. It's like ten se- episodes each season mm-hmm. each uh season. It's only two seasons. So, yeah. yeah, but it could it could take some some time if mm-hmm. you you know, if you don't got that time to set aside. But oh, yeah. um yeah, we, we, we knocked it out. I think one of the more impressive episodes was like the mental like the, when the one they dedicated to the mental health of her brother. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like just amazing like the way they kind of like it was almost like you know that that character in life can't get right yeah it's, it was almost like that situation where it's like hey I'm trying everything for my brother I'm trying to get him help I'm trying to do this but it's like due to his mental health situation that guy. he couldn't yeah I not couldn't do nothing to help him, so they had to
0: get rid of him, man. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. was, I was thinking like, this guy's fucking up. Like they yeah. got to get rid of him, and they yeah. did. Yeah. And and I think <clears throat> did she get rid of her? No, he got rid of her brother, right?
1: She, uh, yeah. Basically, he, he, um, he kept trying to call Helen, the lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he, he, he called her, or called Helen, and almost told them where they were at because you know they were on the run. Yeah. Because um, he had exposed the uh he told Helen's daughter about the whole cartel and stuff like yeah, that yeah, so yeah, they yeah. was like yo he got to he got to get out of here but they basically got him and then they just kind of left town mm-hmm. but when they were like at a rest stop or something he called Helen it was like hey i'm trying to make this right I'm, i i just want to apologize and Helen is like yo where you at and then Wendy came over and snatched the phone from him mm-hmm. and then after that that was like she kind of like reconciled like, hey, I'm trying to help you. Like, just stick here with me. Like, we're gonna get you to a place. We're gonna get you to you know the city to where you could chill. Yeah. And then they stopped at a gas station. And when she walked inside the gas station, he was he was getting his drink or whatever and leaving. But he also bought a track phone.
0: Yeah. So when I've she walked that. up
1: to the cashier, she was like, hey, did this man just buy? Did like, excuse me, did he just buy a uh, like a cell phone? And she was like, yeah, he did. And then that's when she was just looking at him like it's over. Like I can't I can't yeah. do it. I can't do nothing with him. You can't do nothing with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is
0: done. That's uh, when I knew his ass was dead. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's a it's a hella good show. Yeah, it, for sure. Yeah, I had that, I gotta watch that. Yeah, I love when they do the recaps. It makes you remember everything. But yeah. It's yeah, been yeah. a while since I watched mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um fuck. Uh what was another good part in that movie? I mean, I mean in that show. Uh oh. The guy, remember the Mexican guy that was like the head of the, the mafia, mm-hmm. but he was really clean. Like he wasn't, he, he didn't have no criminal record or nothing, but he yeah. was like, he looked like a regular just dude, but he was like, every time he would come down there to make sure they had the books right and shit, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Uh huh. And he ended up getting killed. Yeah. I forgot who shot him. Was it the that family that got him? Um, The snails. The snails shot him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The snails fucked him mm-hmm. up. But his character reminds me of uh, Breaking Bad. That mm-hmm. dude that ran that chicken place, uh, El Poyos Hermanos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember
1: that.
0: Mm-mm. Damn, you gotta watch that. Yeah, too. I haven't finished Breaking Bad. Fuck, man. Yeah. You, you guys, there's certain shows that, <clears throat> like, I wouldn't recommend anything that's a waste of time. But Breaking Bad is one of my best binge watch shows. Um, Sons of Anarchy, definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, Game of Thrones was the shit. But I just stopped watching it. Once everybody got onto it, uh, I, w- I think I started watching Game of Thrones in like 2013, bro. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 this girl had it on a flash drive, and I watched all the seasons up to date. Mm-hmm. And then after that, everybody was like, You see Game of Thrones, and this did, And then the writing started getting bad. It's like, Oh, yeah. fuck this shit, man. Yeah. Watching this no more. But yeah, we're just blabbing. Um, <laughs> switching gears. Excuse me um we'll go and wrap it up right now What where we at man
1: uh 143
0: 143 all right matter of fact we can knock these two out of something small um sometimes our lifestyle choices directly affect our kids um what i mean by that is is sometimes the things that we do or the life that we've created for ourselves as people can affect our children I remember uh, there was this TikTok I seen as this porn star that stated like, you know, when I have a kid, he won't be bullied or anything like that. And I thought to myself, do you realize how stupid you sound Mm -hmm. like your job is and this may sound fucked up. You literally fuck people for a living Mm -hmm. on camera. You suck dick on camera for a living. Right. And realistically, like if your kid gets older and, and little kids are ruthless, they're ruthless fuckers. (laughs) <laughs> if you get in the If you get in like an argument Or you guys are cracking jokes That's why your mom sucks dick mm-hmm. I've seen it Your mom sucks cock Yeah And then If you go to an assembly or something There'll be like a poster on the wall That some kid put up of your your, your your mom mm-hmm. Sucking off like four guys At the same mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. You have to understand That the life that you create For yourself Has a direct There's a direct correlation To how your kids can be treated They can be bullied Yeah Um Uh even okay, like for example, even if you're LeBron James, I know this is kind of extreme, but if you're LeBron James and and you you can't send your son to public school,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like he has to go somewhere where you know you, you kind of have to protect him because mm-hmm. you being LeBron James brought that much attention to your child. Not to mention that you know you more or less into the social justice and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it could be some people that wouldn't mind trying to hurt your kid. Yeah, so you have to protect them from that. But based on you being that person, and it sucks to say that, but yes, there is a direct correlation. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also an example I told Keith about, like if you're a same-sex couple, if, 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 you're as, if, it's, uh, if it's two men and you got a son, men, two men or two women having a kid are no less capable of raising a child than somebody who is uh, heterosexual, mm-hmm. right? It, it, as far as providing, there's no difference. But here's, here's the problem the problem is not the fact that it's a same-sex couple. The problem is that society is not caught up. So, realistically, you're going to be, your son or daughter's going to be at school and be like, instead of Adam and Eve, you got Adam and Steve. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You got two dads. (laughs) Which one's your mom? (laughs) That's how society is.
1: Which one breastfeeds you? (laughs)
0: You're <laughs> stupid, but realistically, that's the way the world is. The world has not caught up. Mm-hmm. The world is too immature, and kids are fucked up, and they will chastise, bully, and make fun of your kids mm-hmm. based on something that has nothing to do with them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think. And the, the most important thing to recognize is they didn't ask to be here. None of us exactly. asked to be here. And just in general, there's a there's a selfishness involved with having a kid because you're you're not having a kid for them. You know, you're having a kid for you. You may be lonely. You may want to start a family. You, mm-hmm. you may want to have a legacy. You may want to um, continue the family tradition of whatever going to, you know, there'd be like six, seven generations of Harvard, Harvard, Harvard. Uh, Graduates, or you know, some of these kind of things. So, all of these are selfish reasons. But I think with that, we have to recognize that um, all of our decisions, you know, some of them could be, you know, for the better of the child or whatever. But all of these decisions, they have like re- real-world repercussions. Right. You know what I mean? So, <coughs> your child is they already have a lot on their plate because they're going through puberty. They're discovering themselves. They're they're learning about you know, the world and themselves and people around them. Um, and then you also have to deal with your the stuff that's just handed down to you, whether yes. your mom is a porn star or, right. you know, you're dealing with, um, you know, kids making fun of your child because you're in a same sex relationship or. Right. And these are stuff that, you know, it, it should it should be. Um, I was, I don't know it should be okay. These things Mm -hmm. shouldn't, these things shouldn't be a problem, Mm -hmm. but the reality of the world is that, you know, it it hasn't progressed enough in a way to where, you know, these things are normalized. Right. So I just think that, you know, when we do, when you do lay down with, with with your partner or the person whom you choose to have a child with, or whether it's an accident or whatever the case may be, you just got to realize that, um, you should try to do the best thing you can to protect to protect that child right. from the world. So, like I right. said before, they're already dealing with a lot of stuff. They have a lot of stuff on their plate already. So, I think the best thing you can do for a child is to try to give them a clean slate when they step onto that campus
0: because it's yeah. already difficult. Definitely. There's so many things, man. Like even, even this generation of parents now don't realize that the shit that they're doing on social media will be seen many years down the road. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you know a lot of people that be, you know, let's say it's a woman that has kids or whatever, but she knows hot girl summer. She's dressing up, her booty's out, she's twerking, all that. Those videos are going to live on social media forever. I don't think people realize that. Mm -hmm. When people repost your shit or they save those videos, those videos get recycled forever. Mm -hmm. And then as your kids get older and they see these videos and they see your mom and your mom's bouncing her titties all over the place. And that's got nothing to do with them. And for Christ's sake, people love titties. It's not I love titties. And it's not a big deal. Yeah. But people will still chastise you for it. Like, mm-hmm. like I mentioned the porn star too. Like the porn star saying that. Like, think about how many people in America watch porn. Yeah. Think about it. It's mm-hmm. a lot of people that watch porn, but they will still bully a child. Mm-hmm. Well, especially kids don't have uh a, a concept for or they don't have a way of really understanding. You know, the whole porn thing. All they know is that your mom sucks dick and they're going to use it you. <laughs> Yeah. And k- kids, kids are, I wouldn't even call,
1: kids are ruthless, but more so kids are like truth tellers. So yeah. as adults, we have the ability to kind of. Uh, suppress. Yeah, suppress a lot of things. But kids be like, yo, you heard such and such. And, you know, next thing you know, it's, it's all the way around the school.
0: Yeah, you got a video going around. He'd be like, you know Derek's mom? And then they pull out their phone. That's wild. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. You guys know what that sound is. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I know. I was doing that with my husband last night. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> the glug glug. <laughs> oh,
1: my goodness. There was... Uh... Talking about the call her daddy girl.
0: Yeah, they said that she called herself the the she called herself the Gluck Gluck three thousand or whatever. Gluck that. Gluck three thousand. That's oh crazy. My God, yeah, yeah. Good times. But yeah, uh, it's just it's just something to think about. Mm-hmm. Like I think as adults, we could sit there and say like, oh, it shouldn't matter, and this is fine, and we just have to be very aware of our situations Mm -hmm. we have to be very aware of our situations and if we bring a kid into that situations how much are they impacted by us Mm -hmm. you know you just it's just nuts it's nuts how much we don't consider someone that we're bringing into the world yeah
1: I, i think even outside of the like the i guess part of the decision making decision making um for me just thinking about it like also bringing a child into the world when you don't really have it all together yet. You know, it's a lot of, uh, and you know, me being one of them, you know, just a lot of kids being born into situations where financially it's not ideal. You know, you got uh, two people kind of barely um, pulling in enough money to pay the rent and pay the bills and stuff like that. And yet they want to have a family. And I don't think you need to be rich to have a family, but I just think, we have to realize that you know when you are you know bringing a child into this world that didn't ask to be there right. or to be here, you have to be mindful of you know how uh, what kind uh, how detrimental that can be if you are being bringing you know a child into this world um, in poverty and how cyclical that can be because you know right. me, like me and Eddie always talk about all the time like we're barely now kind of getting out of that uh that cycle and it's also not even in a, in a in a position to where we're that far removed from it so one bad year you know niggas could be right back in that same yep. that same hole so mm-hmm. yeah I just think we we got to be mindful um I think we we should start calculating our uh you know setting up our families you know what I mean people need to start planning out their lives planning out their marriages.
0: Um, and not just acting impulsively. That's very, yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Let's just think about, let's think about the kids. You know, <laughs> you know, it's funny though, too, though. Sometimes people, and Andrew Schultz made a great point. <clears throat> he said that people don't be caring about the kids until, you know, they're trying to back up their bias too. So he said sometimes people be homophobic and be like, what about the kids He's like motherfucker. You never care about the kids in any other situation. Yeah. Like he. Like I think it would be like a. Uh, if, especially if it's like a rap artist that comes out and he's like, you know, we gotta, you know, we we can't be letting our kids see this. He'd be like, bro, you just talked about blowing somebody's brains out. Yeah, you're
1: right. Like shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. You yeah, don't care he about was
0: saying people. it's a way
1: for them to kind of like uh, s- subliminally say what they want to exactly. You know what they actually believe. Exactly. It is like you know your kid like as far as the little Nas X stuff. Is like, um, you know, whether whether Lil Nas X makes Old Town Road or the new song where he's twerking on the thing, you're just projecting your own, you know, your own ideas. And a lot of times you're letting your kids watch and see certain things that, you know, may still be bad for kids to see. Yeah, kids might be watching Friday and cussing and all kind
0: of stuff, so. But here's the thing, though. Like, if you are allowing your, like you said, you got a son that's like seven years old and you letting him watch titties and porn and shit right uh-huh. and then Lil Nas X come on there with that song you're like our kids don't need to see this and it's like your kid been watching cum shots for the last exactly six years yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: parents be letting their kids smoke weed at the house and stuff like that, yeah, and that shit is teenagers all... and then you'll have the nerve to say you know he shouldn't be watching Lil Nas X or something like that yeah Your yeah. kid
0: shouldn't see this yeah yeah all right we're well, switching gears from um, man goes viral for racist rant. Um, I don't know how many people have seen this, but recently there was this fat guy, this fat white dude. I'll pull the article up now. I'm not um my thing is is I'm not shocked by behavior like this. I don't like to give it too much energy, but it just it's just one of those things that I don't know, the camera caught him doing that, and yeah, well, here it is. Edward Cagney Matthews, 45, faces several criminal charges, including harassment and bias, intimidation and trespassing after videos circulating on the on social media showed him shouting offensive and racial slurs at his neighbors. He was calling them niggers and monkeys just for those that need context, Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. according to Mount Laurel Police Department. Uh, Mount Laurel is located in South Jersey, about 20 miles from Philadelphia. According to the affidavit, Matthews was captured on July 2nd on a neighbor's doorbell camera, thrusting his hips in lewd motion while laughing. He was humping like he was fucking somebody Mm -hmm. Um, while looking at the camera. He also heard saying fucking monkey. The neighbor is a black woman who was on the Homeowners Association board, HOA, and told police Matthews called her racial slurs over the past few months. The affidavit said the, affid- the affidavit said the affidavit states Matthew's actions were an attempt to intimidate her into moving out of the neighborhood. The same day, according to the affidavit, Matthew's allegedly hurled racial slurs and in- during a verbal altercation with neighbors at a different residence. The affidavit says Matthew's could be heard telling the neighbors he ran other residents African-American out of the community and that one of the residents whose husband is African-American and the HOA board president reported Matthew's tried to enter her home uh, according to the affidavit the neighbors at the second residence told the police matthews called them racial slurs and appeared to kiss lick or spit at one of the neighbors and in, in the in an attempt to escalate the altercation before chest bumping chest bumping him all right here's my problem my whole problem is this i don't really care to give people attention for being racist like that's just part of the world i think we need to understand that you know racism never is never going to go away it's just a thing it's a Mm -hmm. thing that some people are some people are racist i'm not going to be losing sleep over somebody being racist Mm -hmm. and i've heard somebody say something like we're not going to stop until every ounce of racism is gone it's like that is just a liberal ideology this bullshit like yeah, good luck. Good luck, motherfucker. That ain't never, <laughs> that ain't never gonna stop. People mm-hmm. are gonna be racist. It's a part of the world. It is a part... Racial bias is a part of shit. Um, and it's fucked up. But this guy was calling him a monkey and niggers and things of that nature. I think the reason why I went viral is because overt, like, out, outward and loud racism is not socially acceptable anymore. Mm-hmm. This ain't the 40s where you could just call somebody a nigger and just drive by and keep going. Like, nowadays... Like, you will be chastised for calling people niggers. But racism has evolved to where people are not calling people niggers and whatever other racial slur. It's done behind closed doors. Yeah. So the ideology did not disappear. It just went to the the, the noise got low. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that changed with racism. Mm-hmm. So when you see a fat dude like this calling people niggers and monkeys, it's going to go viral because nobody says this in public because they don't have the balls to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That, that's the only reason why it went viral. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of people protested outside the guy's door and whatnot. And it's like, man, I'm not. I would never want to protest in front of this motherfucker's door. Mm-hmm. I, it's just I'm not I want to make somebody like that that important. Yeah.
1: So he was. The, this is a, a neighbor that was trying to inti- like kind of like yeah. fear monger these or yeah. intimidate these people to move out. Yep. Yeah. That's good luck with that. It's 2021. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's, it's kind of like the only reason, like you said, these things happen is because generally, generally, if if they were uh, if he was like an intelligent racist or de- intelligent discriminatory person, it would have happened at an upper level. Where they wouldn't have even allowed black people to fill out an application, or their application might have got tossed away. But you know, th- I guess, like you said, the only reason this is uh, this is a story is because it, it doesn't happen that often. And uh, and even when I looked at the thing on YouTube, I just put racist rant. It wasn't it wasn't a lot of uh, videos that had been popping up. It was like this one was like the first five or so, and then it was one from like a four like four months ago, and then it was another mm-hmm. one from like five months ago, and a ten months. So I was like the the like you said the overt racism yeah. is not as
0: popular no. as it as it used to be. And and a lot of black people look crazy calling somebody racist now because people especially like a lot of white people associate racism with overt racism. Like old school racism like niggers get out of my country or yeah. whatever, right? That's mm-hmm. what white people consider racism. But the difference is this racism has evolved where no one is overtly being racist. Mm-hmm. It's more or less the conversations being had behind closed doors. Yeah. You know the the ideology, the the wording is different. Things mm-hmm. have changed mm-hmm. where it's not this it's not the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of people confused and they're just like, "Oh my god. Well, in this case, black people didn't look crazy because they was using words like nigger and monkey. So everybody could see that that's racist." Yeah. Right? But when the language has changed and they would be like well i pulled you over because you just look you just look like you were suspicious or you Mm -hmm. look like a suspect or something Mm -hmm. people be like how the fuck do i look like a suspect i'm a mechanic i have my mechanic uniform on yeah they would be like well you need to get out of the car so (laughs) people don't see that as racist maybe the cop was just really thought he was a suspect Mm -hmm. but the truth be told is there is a racial innuendo with a lot of things that go on Mm -hmm. in america or with other things. And let's be clear. I'm using the example of black black and white right here because that's who's involved in this situation. This is not saying that white people are the only ones in America. This is racist. Yeah. For, for all those that are tone deaf. <laughs> <laughs> that's so the thing about it but is But as far as a racist pie, y'all take a big pretty big slice. Yeah, if it was a if there was an apple pie that had racist white people in it, it would be a pretty uh, decent <laughs> a decent sized pie. You get a good chunk of that. Yeah, good little apple uh, uh <laughs> Especially if you talk.
1: some slice, huh?
0: Yeah. You, if you had, a, I wonder what that pie would look like. It would be like uh, American, like American history, racial stories. Mm-hmm. Like how much pie would black, white, mm-hmm. Asian. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For the Asian um, one, I don't even know what they would even be on the pie. You don't think they're racist? I don't know. It's not that I don't think they're racist. I just don't know how you would even quantify, mm-hmm. like, the whole. Because Asian people tend to be very like secluded like they just with they people type shit yeah so i don't know
1: yeah that's true they, they have they're very segregated so i guess sometimes the only i guess this it's in the real things is these actionable things like mm. you know if the pie was like actionable stuff like tulsa race massacre mm. or yeah, that's like a bad one. hate yeah. crimes and all these kind of things like mm. how much would that take up but i don't i don't see too often where um asians are like overtly doing harmful things to, to other people nah. outside of like maybe some some you know following someone around a store
0: or oh yeah. yeah their racism is very subtle yeah yeah i've 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 had racism from from a lot of people including some black people believe it or not uh-huh oh yeah there's some racist black people that that is judging their own people oh for sure that's facts yeah but asians are following around the store be like, uh, hurry be mm-hmm. like hurry up and buy you'd be like hurry up and buy yeah. Really? I can't shop? God damn. <laughs> I can't take my time and shop? You think I'm stealing
1: from your store, man? Come on, dude. Like you got 50 items in this store. What am I going to steal? Like, please, please hurry up and buy. He was like, oh, my God. I ain't never coming here again. <laughs> Did, do you think, like, part of that whole, uh, that? uh well, m- most of that interaction is because, the um, I think you were mentioning it before,
0: like the black dude wasn't physically intimidating. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. What it was is, is the black guy seemed to be very passive, mm-hmm. and that big fat racist dude. He was like, not only is, did he feel comfortable being overtly racist, but he thought that he could beat that black guy's ass. Yeah, that's why he was doing what he's doing. I think that he would have changed his tune if I was standing there. Yeah, because he seems like he's a bully. He's mm-hmm. a racist bully, and he's looking for a. He's looking for. Uh, someone to intimidate. Yeah. And you don't intimidate me. So mm-hmm. it's like, yo, i will be like, hey, man, you either leave in five minutes or I'm just going to fuck you up, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, especially if, if my family is there and you're talking like that and I got my wife and my kids and all of that, I got to fuck you up. Yeah. Because now you're threatening my family. Mm-hmm. Let's be very clear here, folks. This is just a totally different topic. If you got a girlfriend or a wife or kids, you better know how to defend yourself. Mm hmm because you going to come across a time where somebody's going to be giving you a problem and you going to have to fuck that guy up. i mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying you you, you can't always just go in a house and get a gun. Sometimes you got to know how to have hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. And in this case with this fat dude, uh yeah, all you got to do to him is hit him one solid time right in his nose, he'll go down. Yeah. But uh he seemed like the type that won't like
1: he won't do much fighting back, but he he could talk a lot.
0: Yeah, he looks like Peter Griffin, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, too, um, I had a thought. Damn it. Oh, afterwards, the guy blamed alcohol, saying that alcohol played a role in him doing what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, like, just alcohol can't be an excuse. And the reason why is alcohol is pretty much truth serum. I al- al- to cut you off, mm-hmm.
1: but alcohol is also, when people say that, it reminds me of, like, the fleeting
0: insanity Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you fucking punk <laughs> just stand up and say look if you if you only say look i don't like black people i'm racist i don't like black people i never have i would just be like okay like fine yeah. i can't be mad at you for not liking black people that's another thing black people need to understand yeah you can't be mad if somebody says i don't like black people i just never have yeah being mad at them ain't gonna fix shit yeah leave them alone if mm-hmm. they want to go throughout this world being stupid let them do it leave mm-hmm. them alone mm-hmm. you don't need to motherfucking have a protest in every five minutes when somebody don't like black people yeah you will be protesting the rest of your life mm-hmm. that is look i remember uh david goggins is talking about this he talked about like dude he said i know there's fucking racism and sexism and homophobia whatever else he said but there's always gonna be that shit mm-hmm. there's always gonna be that shit man mm-hmm. like you're like you still have to live your life
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's the truth that's facts
1: oh so. yeah i mean the, the the world this is this is a instance and this is why we you know eddie and i we don't give it much energy because this is just like it's regular it's regular, racism like. is part of the american fibers like this it, it, racism it just, happening
0: r- all over the world
1: yeah there was a there was a thing um that I had seen when I was looking at this video where there was a guy, uh, there was a woman who cut, cut in front of a line and she was trying to, uh, she was trying to order her food. But the, the, um, the, the worker was basically saying like, Hey ma'am, you got to wait in line because you crowded these other people. And she started calling him out of his name and all this kind of stuff, calling him nigger and stuff. And he just kind of, and I don't know how it affected him emotionally, but I just know when, um, he he wasn't like getting beside himself or nothing. He just continued to do his job and he, he kind of maintained his composure. So I th- I just hope that these people start to realize that you know that the power in that the in the, in the N word it ain't like you know the 1700s or the 1800s. It's is different now. Like yeah. you, you gonna have to you have to switch it up
0: yeah yeah i don't have it like if somebody called me like call me a nigger i would feel bad for him yeah right i'll just be like damn man you still using that word yeah man but the one that would piss me off is colored though i'd be like what'd you say (laughs) call me colored motherfucker what (laughs) yeah (laughs) you want to die bro i probably would be more offended at
1: someone calling me nigger than nigger oh why is that because they're trying to appropriate yeah they're
0: trying to be cool it ain't racist dog Get out of here. I called you a nigga because you're my oh, punch. punched me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't, don't walk up calling black people nigga, bro. Yeah. You know what I noticed though? I think a lot of times black people do, like, I guess they're known as like black people are known for like being cool, I guess. So people enjoy certain things within the culture. Like, I guess they want to toy around with the N word. But here's my thing. Sometimes you got to let cultures have their shit. Italians got ways. They communicate. They call each other like guidos or whatever they call each other. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, Tony, hey, fucking guido motherfucker, hey, right? (laughs) Mexicans have their thing. You know, everybody has their thing culturally. Filipinos have their thing. But with black people, since a lot of it is mainstream with hip hop, and hip hop is like the biggest genre, and they say niggas so much, everybody trying to say it. All all I've said, talked about this before. If you say nigga, go ahead, fine. I don't own the word, but let's be clear: if you get slapped across your face for saying it to a black person, don't try to be like, "Hey man, what's your problem?" Yeah, because there's something that you say in your in your culture that y'all say together. But if a black person just called you that or whatever, you be like, "What the fuck? Why are you Mm -hmm. saying that?" Yeah. Especially
1: the ra- actual ra- uh, racist terms. Mm. You know, there's certain, I'm not going to say I'm here, but there's certain terms that yeah. Mexicans use to dignify, like right. if you came from Mexico or how you ah, got here right, and stuff right, like right, that. Right. And y'all may joke about it. Um, but if we were to come in and be like, hey, what's up, man? And they say those kind of like, things. Whoa, it'd whoa, be, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. Problem. Yeah. Wait a
0: minute. The mm-hmm. Italians would be like, hey, Tony, get Uncle yeah. Tony and get this nigga the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Every Italian got somebody named Tony around. (laughs) Why is there so many Tony's over here? Hey Tony. (laughs) That when you hear that shit, it's time to run. (laughs) No, and then it could be like it could be a subtle disrespect (laughs) that you give an Italian person, like, hey, what'd you have for lunch? Pasta. Yeah. Like, hey Tony! (laughs) (laughs) You gotta go. Hey Tony, get out of (laughs) here. That. Yeah, that's funny yeah well there's that man we're gonna wrap this thing up <clears throat> if Good you made it man yeah it's about time if you made it to the end of this podcast we appreciate you but don't forget like comment and follow and subscribe yeah tell a friend apple oh, music apple music soundcloud soundcloud mm-hmm. google, Podcasts, google luminary. podcast luminary we're yeah. everywhere except spotify Make sure you spread it. We, we did a shit job forever telling people to, to spread this shit, but we're doing it now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Give a, hey, go to the Apple podcast and give a review. Leave some comments so we can get better at what we're doing. Maybe yeah. there's some, some things that we can do to help you guys with the listening experience. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that's 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 all we got there. But only do it if you enjoy the podcast. If you didn't enjoy it, leave a comment. Yeah. If you did enjoy it, give it a five-star review. We mm. don't want to get anything from you that's not organic or genuine. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's it, man. If you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fiends. Right here. Peace.